This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover marshall dr stone and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 24 i'm your host eagle and i'm Knox, and i'm nickums and as always before we get started with the discussion tonight we would ask you to look in the description box down below where you can find ways to follow all of our individual social media accounts like twitter join our online communities like discord Listen to the Project Manga podcast wherever you usually listen to podcasts at. Also, you can find ways to support us, such as our online store or our Patreon. Yes, sir. And while you're down there, you can find timestamps to conveniently navigate yourself through the video and skip to any given discussion and skip spoilers if need be. Yes, sir. With all that said, <laughs> ah, it's been too long. It's been too long. The prodigal son. I'm great, Fuck, dude. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm coming into this review with an energy that I feel like I haven't had going into reviews in a long time. Mm-hmm. Glad to have you back, brother. Hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Ah. So... With with no ado, fuck yes. it. Let's jump right into chapter 148 of Jujutsu Kaisen. Perfect preparation. Oh boy. Oh. Neat uh neat cover um yeah. page or whatever. Obviously yeah. Maki and Mai, right? right. Twins. Yes. Yeah. Um now I was looking, uh, I was doing some Google searches, you know, like what what mm-hmm. do like two twins look like in the womb, right? Yeah. Normal normally the umbilical cords are not all twisted and tangled like this. This is actually like maybe dangerous or whatever, but Yep. Um, I would say this is probably symbolism in some way, right? Like right. either s- saying like Mai and Maki are like very close, you know what I mean? Or that like, you know, their lives are somehow tangled together. Their fates you know what are I mean? tied together. Right, yeah. Ooh, right. Like right, right. That. I like that. I w- when you said that it's maybe dangerous, I was wondering if the symbolism could maybe extend to like how um, complicated or toxic their, their relationship is. Oh, sure. And maybe you tie that into what kind of... Um, you know embryonic you know like mm-hmm. like situation they had growing up in the sure womb, sure you know i mean i don't know that that's just something that came into my yeah, mind yeah, when, yeah. You, when you commented on it but i love i love symbolism shit like that bro mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to decide what oh, damn what a chapter what for maki yeah huh? dude this chapter yeah. for maki like you want to call it like you know like whatever in, in jujutsu kaisen i feel like it's um you know like in, in 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 other series you know when a when a character has like a dedicated chapter that you haven't seen, you know, for a while or who hasn't had a dedicated chapter, you know, in a while. You want to say, like, oh, this is a love letter, you know, to those fans of the character. But obviously, you know, with the, you know, end of the chapter, it kind of, inside of Jujutsu Kaisen, you can never be too hyped for a character for too long. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. even though this felt like such an incredible chapter for Maki and her development and learning about the Zenin clan, we obviously know how it ends. And it's like, Gege, can you just give us, you know, just a little, can we have some fun for a little bit? you know in this wow. in this comic book <laughs> but anyway like man yeah but i lo- i love this chapter for maki i love um like i was saying what it does for furthering our understanding 
mm-hmm. you know, of the Zenin clan and how they kind of function in house. Yep. You know what I mean? As shitty of a, you know, of a, of a group Bunch as they of are. Savages. Yeah, this is kind of what we need. Messy clan politics, right? You know what I mean? This yeah, is yeah. something that we always knew was coming and that we've talked about that we've wanted on this show, you know, for a while. And, and now that we're getting it, it's like, it's like it's not as much hype to get new information as it is like, holy shit, these guys suck. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. <laughs> something I kind of expected too when Gojo was like sealed and completely out of the picture. And then also once he got sentenced the way he did, mm-hmm. I was like, these other clans are about to start moving. Moving. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, fuck, man. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I did not expect uh, Buddy to be waiting in the fucking vault for him. Man. Right. Right. Yo. Like, ah. And these I are the, just like, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, these are the kind of, um, you know, twists that you see, mm-hmm. you know, in Jujutsu Kaisen, where like you can have like the holy shit Kenjaku twist, but then you can right. also have like the holy shit, like, you know, Mai and Maki's parents are trying to execute them now twist, you know, and it feels so good mm-hmm. going into the chapter because you're like Megumi's clan head. They had a conversation. He's like, go get the, she's like, I want to go get the curse tools. I'm about to go do that. You know what Finally I'm saying? Finally feels like a little bit of a W. Yeah. And it's like, mm-mm. Yeah. Nah. It's like, no, you come back to the crib. Everything's supposed to be good. Megumi is the clan head. He said, go ahead. He gave me permission. Right. I am supposed to be here. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, guess what? We have this elaborate plot, you know, inside of the Zenian household to kind of try to, you know, strong arm ourselves into that Gojo house position now that the Gojo mm-hmm. house has fallen. You know yeah. what I mean? And there, and everyone is thinking of how to, you know, most efficiently bring their clan up to power. And obviously we're focusing on the Zenin clan first and the way mm-hmm. that they, you know, go about it with this conversation with um, Jinichi and Naoya, I think. I, sure. I, can't, I, I can't remember the name of Toji's like brother, I think is who mm-hmm. this character is. And I mm-hmm. want to say his name is Jinichi, but I I haven't seen the name since that chapter, but um, right, so don't put right. me on that. But anyway, this conversation with Naoya and Jinichi is so fire because mm-hmm, like yeah. one, it's like super like gross and like detestable. Like mm-hmm. how could you do that? But then if you right. remove like emotions and like everything from it, you know, f- we understand like how the clan situation like is is operating inside of Jujutsu Kaisen. So we know that there's like a base level of scumbag that just mm-hmm. needs to exist when you're talking about like the heads of these clans. So like removing all of the emotions of what they're, you know, from what they're trying to do and who they're trying to hurt that we like, this makes a lot of sense as a power play for the mm-hmm. clan. So oh, it, yeah. it challenges the outlook, at least for me when I'm reading it, cause I'm like, I want to hate these guys, but like, and there's definitely a reason to, they suck no matter what, but, right. but trying to put, you know, yourselves in their shoes as much as you can, this conversation makes a lot of sense. And this move makes a lot of sense for what they're trying to do. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. I feel like what the scene does is it shows Gege's, you know, uh, military mind inside of what mm-hmm. he wants his pieces to do that are in positions of power. But it also obviously right. shows the, the shitty, you know, side of the Zenian clan at the same time. It's just a really powerful scene. I feel like for, for mm-hmm. what the, the, the comic eventually goes into in the conflict so i think it's a great right. setup for that for sure like, now nah, we're about to let him take the clan head and then we gonna we gonna falsely accuse him of some shit <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah not really falsely because they are trying to they are moving yeah. trying to do exactly what they were saying but mm-hmm. right but yeah. using using the false accusation against gojo in their favor right like okay yeah. gojo has been branded a bad guy and we know that they fuck with Gojo. They're trying to save Gojo. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use that against them to get us in power, you know, where we want to be in power over Megami, right? So, yeah, it's like, it's it's a big brain play for sure. It's, it right. makes a lot of sense. 
When Gojo right. comes out of the prison realm, man, I want to see him with like a big ass hermit beard. <laughs> I don't know, just looking scraggly. I think they said time doesn't move in there. Y'all left me in there for so long. Yeah. He's he's Gojo. Fuck yeah, him. if he came out with <laughs> a beard, Yo, that would be some shit. <laughs> just for like the oh, fandom yeah. and like the fangirls, right? Because like in yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen, like I think we we make a comment about how they don't you know sexualize the female characters, which is mm -hmm. great, but they super sexualize the male characters you know mm -hmm, like kind mm -hmm. of like in response to that and especially in the anime they like go super crazy with that obviously because gege's you know art style doesn't really lend too much you know on mm -hmm. the attractive side of things for like character designs i mean they look great but i mean like they're not hot inherently right. like most manga art is you know what i mean so the mm -hmm. anime does a lot for that and they even like gave mahito like way more shirtless muscles in the anime yeah. that he like has in the manga and shit like that you know what i mean so if gojo comes out the box looking mm -hmm. any prettier than he did going in <laughs> the internet's gonna anime's be about to go crazy but i'm pretty i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure they said that time doesn't move in the prison realm so the the likelihood mm -hmm. is is very low for that but that's funny sure <laughs> mm-hmm um, before we get into like yeah. this this fight between mm -hmm. uh, Maki and her father, or whatever, I think like the whole setup of this chapter is super interesting, right? Where like um, Maki's talking to Naoya, mm -hmm. and we get a flashback of Naoya and how he used to bully Maki, and then yeah. Maki's going through you know this tunnel, and her mother is like, "God, I like hate you. Like, why don't you just do anything I say or whatever?" Right? And then mm -hmm. okay, go further. Um, Maki talking with with uh, Megumi in, in a different scene. Then Maki mm -hmm. talking to her father. Right? Like it's just crazy how. It's like Maki just cannot fucking win. You know what at I mean? All. Like this at all. Ugh. And I wasn't ready to find out that the mom sucks this bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of like you kind of held out hope. Like you know that these guys are like horrible misogynists and and whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you hold out hope that the the women you know are 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 you know obviously complacent in the in the you know in the goings on of the clan. But maybe they mm -hmm. don't want it to be that way, and they're just scared to speak out against it. But no, we have like full support from this mom in whatever Ogi and Janichi and Naoya and like the patriarchy like wants. And it's like, bro, we can't even get reprieve from the mom. She's, she's that lost. Like she, it's that the indoctrination is like that, you know, all, you know, surrounding and all powerful mm -hmm. that like, even the mom dude, like that sucks. I thought if anybody was going to be tight, it was going to be the mom. Right. <laughs> well, and it's a like, it's a nice look into that, that type of character because usually mm -hmm. when you get this type of character in a story where they're in a world where something is very prominent and they don't have it like usually like we saw in the in the first part of the story with from maki like they they show out and they do their thing against these people and show them that like you don't need this thing i'm about to be colder than all y'all but like <laughs> damn man it's rough for maki like it's just yeah. it's not it's a nice uh different 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 storytelling touch on that type right. of character yeah. right from gege i think it's absolutely like, man mm -hmm. and it's even more of a spit in the face to maki's character because they like mai more just because she's pretty and complacent you know what i mean yeah. and maki has all of the strength you know what i mean like that they should respect you know what i mean but mm -hmm. it's not cursed energy oriented so she's less than nothing to them even though she arguably shows the most prominent prom uh promise out of mm -hmm. all of the younger zenins that we've seen you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, obviously, Megumi has a domain expansion and his potential is wild and he's a great character. Don't get me wrong. But like from a from a brass taxes, like down to business standpoint, Maki is like the shining star of the Zenin clan as far as what we've seen on screen mm -hmm. in the comic book. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. it's it, her situation is so crazy. She has to go through like a situation that I don't I don't think has been um, 
you know, shown this well in shonen manga, at least in anything that I've read of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is a right. completely new situation and like such an interesting one for a female character to have to kind of go through and all of the nuances and complexities that comes with with Maki's character arc. I feel like this is and she has she's not as like used in Jujutsu Kaisen as like you know Nobara for example I'm pretty sure she has right. less screen time than Nobara but mm -hmm. like for for her purpose in the story whenever Maki is there I feel like there's a little bit more of a hype factor behind it than when Nobara sure, yeah. does things because you kind of expect Nobara to always be there doing things in that Sakura role whereas mm -hmm, you don't yeah. you're not sure you know how often they're going to use any other you know prominent female characters in a shonen story right, right. so I think I think it's crazy how we're getting this focus on Maki and it's so um it, it, it's so like it, it's so deep like it gives us more information on her but it's also dark you know what I mean and that comes with Jujutsu Kaisen but I feel like now that we're finally exploring a character you know and their internal situation and external you know influence over the the narrative at hand I feel like this is a very dark avenue to take Maki down right now going into the culling games I guess is what I'm trying to say if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. shoot but yeah, this fight is uh, wild. Um, <laughs> I love, I love that they just like set it up right at the beginning. Yeah. You know, he, um, Ogi, like you know, starts off with you know the uh, falling blossom emotion, right, and it yeah. kind of explains his you know strategy, right? Like, right. all right, I'm using this like different mode of of falling blossom emotion. I know she's probably going to have a, a curse tool. I don't really understand. Yeah. I'm going to you know you know take all these measures to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna take all this into, into account and win or whatever and then it's like flips to flips to maki and it's right. like well you know like he's probably gonna do this and so i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna use you know you know this super sick curse tool dragon bone or whatever yes, you know yes and i i love yeah. i love her curse tool mm -hmm. i want to talk about the falling blossom emotion real quick because the, mm -hmm. the, the the narration that we have like for the the first narration box is just rehashing information that we got from nalbito for the most part but then um, when Nalbito was fighting the Death Swarm inside of um, mm -hmm. Dagon's domain during the Shibuya incident. But mm -hmm. um, the rest of the dialogue here is so different from what I remember of the, of the scan. I feel like it goes more in, in the scan. It talks more about how Ogi takes the, the Falling Blossom emotion and specifically converts it into like an EI, you know, an oh, EI sure. jutsu application. They they, mm -hmm. they 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 focus a little bit more about that in the scanned um, version of the translation because in here it says the domain countermeasure falling blossom emotion changes when in a sword standoff when used in a sword standoff it covers itself in cursed energy to attack anything it comes in contact with and that's basically um, that's basically you know the, um, about the same thing that that it says in the scan but specifically right. the dialogue for it was like okay the falling blossom emotion was used by Nalbito in this way. Mm -hmm. because he's not a swordsman sure. but like ogi you know can take that technique and integrate it you know into his it, it sounded more like it was like a, a special move of ogi's rather than something that like people can just normally do if they have sure. a sword you know what i mean sure. so that was a cool difference it's not a drastic difference or anything like mm -hmm. that but from the scan to the to the translation i felt like i fucked with the scans translation a little bit more in that regard yeah. just because it specifically the, talked about the ei jutsu and whatnot right i feel yeah. like the, the the first like dialogue box you're talking about like this narration box is a little mm -hmm. clumsy sounding right where mm -hmm. it's like um it changes when used in a sword standoff it covers itself in cursed energy like what the heck does that mean it covers itself in cursed energy like um isn't it right. talking about covering the sword and yeah yeah energy? exactly you're right because the falling blossom emotion is bolded 
So right. you think that the continuation of the narration is talking about the falling blossom emotion itself. So when it says right. the countermeasure right. falling blossom emotion changes when using a sword standoff, it covers itself in cursed energy. So the falling blossom emotion covers itself in cursed energy? No, it's right. obviously it just sounds about, weird. Yeah, it sounds weird as shit. Yeah, for sure. Right. But like um I was reading a little bit on, on the wiki or whatever, like yeah. to try and like remind myself exactly what falling blossom emotion was described of before right, right and it's right. like the difference that, that you're kind of hinting at here is that like um when now Beto used it and normally when you use it it only would respond to a domain attack like the, the right. sure hit domain attack right. and it would hit it and negate it right? right um but this is something that would actually do physical attacks aka right. what maki is going to be using in this mm -hmm. battle mm -hmm. um so it's just weird that like doesn't fully explain that very right. well, I think, in, in the dialogue box. even more so um, inside of Naobito's application of the Falling Blossom Emotion, it was a passive situation where he mm. had the Falling Blossom Emotion aura, and then when the Death Swarm um, manifested, it automatically attacked it without... Mm. Uh, it, maybe Naobito thought about... I don't know, but it's from what I remember of the Shibuya incident panel, it said it just does this when it enters a certain proximity, whereas... Right. The, the, the falling blossom emotion that Ogi is using here seems to be an activated ability when he draws his sword, then you mm. get the application of the technique on the sword itself. So sure. it's, a, it's a completely different, um, you know, situation. And I feel like they, the, the official translation just didn't do a good job of explaining, you know, the differences of it, I, at least from right. what I saw in the unofficial scan made it feel a lot better and a lot more personal and just mm -hmm. explained it a little bit better in my opinion, but. For sure. Anyway, um, Meanwhile, Maki wields Juzo Kumiya's masterpiece. So we have a name here. I can't remember if this is a name that we've gotten before as far as like a cursed tool weaponsmith. I, I, no, it's, I, it's that it's the coat rack guy. Coat rack yeah. guy. Oh, I'm Juzo. Gonna Gojo, I'm oh, gonna make yes. Gojo into a coat rack. This is his weapon. And, and that's and that's and that's why they're showing Buddy behind the thing. Exactly. That's like if you remember like a few so, chapters ago, she yes. was like, tell me where his warehouse is. Right. Where, where, sorry, right, his right, workshop. Right. Tell thank me where you. his workshop is. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Cause I because I looked at this and I had completely forgotten that character. <laughs> and I was like Juzo Kumia. You know, and I just like automatically wanted to go to, you know. It must be some famous dude. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, yeah. famous, you know, weaponsmith potential story arc later where we go to this dude's forge or something. I thought all mm -hmm. types of shit, but yeah, it's that dude turned Gojo into a coat rack. He wants to, yeah, <laughs> I, I completely remember that now. Thank you very much. Anyway, mm -hmm. this sword is tight. It Super accumulates tight. force and cursed energy and ejects them out of the back of the blade in accordance with the user's will. So Almost you... like the uh, the application of the lady's axe from, from Kaiju number eight, right? Yes. The girl's axe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The what I thought of right away was um how they kind of like uh explained Black Panther's um suit in the um Black Panther movie in the MCU where he had the one where it like took all of the kinetic energy and stored it and then could like oh. shoot it out in a shockwave whenever T'Challa wanted to. You know what I mean? So he would square up with you and and hand to hand for a while, and you would see the the vibranium glowing where he would get hit, and it would like store that energy, and then he'd be glowing, yeah. and his fucking limit his limit break gauge would be blinking. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> ah, boo, and then he you know he shoots it out in a shockwave. So that's what I thought at first, but yes, Kaiju number eight, Kikaru's axe is also mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. something else similar to that. But, yeah, um, but I would say this this is more akin to what you're talking about because it does mention how it accumulates force and yeah. cursed energy. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically just fight with this sword for as long as you want and then whenever you need, you know, a, a leverage boost, 
in any what? for any reason boom you can shoot it out the back of the the jets on the back of the blade which we see here right because ogi yeah. goes for his first strike slink and then she blocks it absorbs that kinetic energy and that curse energy probably also as well and then mm -hmm. turns it into the jet propulsion that breaks ogi's blade and the choreography inside of this oh. fight this is something that we we might not even need to speak on too much because it's obviously a major point of Gege's art in general and we speak on mm -hmm. it constantly. But oh yeah. my god, as a sword nerd, this exchange is like beautiful because at first mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Gege has two options with this. And in the scan, um hold on, let me let me let me double check here. I'll take advantage of the fact that he's unfamiliar with the curse tool's ability and feign entering a single strike duel while intending to strike a second or third time. That sounds great. But in the scan, they use, you know, the proper, like, sword duel terms, oh, like sure. EI, Batoji. Like, they're actually having more of, like, a technical, you know, sword terminology, you know, dialogue, mm -hmm. lines of dialogue in that regard. So that hyped me up so much more going into the conflict here. And I was, like, so ready for this to be, like, a, okay, they're, they're putting a lot of emphasis on EI here. Like, the narration box for Ogi's application of Falling Blossom Emotion in the scan mentioned EI Jutsu. And then mm -hmm. Maki's own dialogue, the superimposed dialogue at the bottom left of page 13, also in the scan, was mentioning EI Jutsu. So I'm sitting here going into the, to the confrontation in the scan thinking this is just going to be a one strike they all you know they 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 clash and then they're on opposite sides of each other black silhouette you know what i mean oh, and then sure, one of sure. them explodes with blood and like falls over i thought it was going to be something like that because of the way that it was kind of like set up in that way but there was so much more choreography here than what i expected mm -hmm. in like an ei duel you know what i mean because right. it is yeah, so right. formulaic as far as what we've seen you know those sword fights kind of do and i understand this isn't samurai jack and it's not the 90s you know what i mean we've kind of evolved mm -hmm. from that you know kind of choreography in in swordsmanship but you never know when you're going to see that scene of literally right. just the one attack and then someone falls over i'm yeah. very yeah i'm very glad that 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 gege gave us a lot more you know technical choreography inside of what was mm -hmm. actually happening once the swords were drawn you know so it makes this situation like like imagine if this was literally just one strike and then Rocky right, fell yeah. over you know what i mean yeah. so but mm -hmm. i love i love everything about this exchange bro you could you could feel like every single and i feel like a lot of it comes from the explanation that maki gave of what she wanted to happen before the clash started yeah. so we could kind of follow you know the events of the clashes and i mean it's not hard to follow jujutsu kaisen action anyway despite the the art style but mm -hmm. but like this was just i could feel I, it felt like it was moving to me like i felt yeah. like i was watching an anime when yep. i was reading this and that's when what i was Gage reading does. it yeah i was i was like literally like putting my hands like in the positions of like the the, the grips and stuff right i'm like mm -hmm. okay i'm start start here yep. okay then i slash up and then i yep. like switch my grip and then i slash down it's <laughs> yeah. like oh my god like you can do it you can like literally go frame by frame and literally piece together this entire fight as exactly. usual right in Jesus exactly. Kaisen, and just feels right. so good i i wanted to comment on page 15 right yeah where after she you know parries the first slash right and so she's she's holding with her right hand and it, she's got a grip where it's like you know like downward the, blade going downward, downward from blade. the bottom of the hand yeah. right right now she flips over her hand yep and the sword is like pointing down right the sword is down but yep. she slashes down because 
the minute she grabs the sword again after switching her grip, she turns on the jets. Yes. Jets down. Yes. Oh my god, it's so tight. Fire. Fire. Ooh. And then breaks Ogie's blade, and Ogie's like, oh, oh. and then yeah. she fucking like dashes around his body to like yeah. do, yeah. you know, the finishing slash. And then boom. And look at look up. at on, on 16, on the bottom panel of 16, where like the, the three jets are in that motion, right? So yes. like you can see you can see the motion is yes. actually the jets propelling her right. past him and around and spinning Fire. around. Fire. So sick. So <laughs> sick. So I'm like, I'm wondering um what the bottom left panel of 17 is showing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's this like is the only thing that confused innards? me innards right so if it's, it's innards, innards, it, yeah. It, yeah it's, it's innards. definitely innards right but like mm -hmm. okay so it's showing that because okay so we saw in the final double spread that ogie slashed her down the side of the face and then subsequently down like the midsection or whatever mm -hmm. this we can follow this slice down maki's body so it makes sense mm -hmm. that you'd show you know innards i guess since her innards are getting slashed afterwards but like there's no damage on the innards here. It's like it's just a well, it's just a picture of them. I'm so confused on this right now. So how I think this is going is that on the bottom of 17, right? Mm -hmm. That is actually Ogi's innards, right? Mm. So imagine so on the top of 17, Maki is slashing up at Ogi, yep. and then you see Ogi, and then you see this attack coming up at that same exact angle that Maki's doing into yes. innards, right? Now go yes. to the next page, go to 18. Oh! This this top this top is super interesting, right? Because yeah. I feel like what I he's doing is on. almost like um, teleporting or like, you right. know, going very quickly backward. Yeah. Thereby, and you can see- Dodging on, on the, the innards attack. Don, dodging the yes. innards, but you can see the slash through his the left body, right? The through the left body, which is a little more um opaque, a little more yeah. um darker. Right. You can almost see the slash of Maki through him, but I think that was a miss, right? A right. miss. Right. He and that's why back. the after image is there in the double spread right. because he's stepping away from yes. that fatal wound that she right. was going to deliver so that he can apply his finishing move. And and then, that, he, then, he, yeah. then he goes forward. He goes forward and that's how he gets hit in the face. Ah. so he he like dodged the midsection but got hit in the face and then so then he slashed like yeah I love down that. um through her guts right. or whatever so um, so what that what that innards panel was doing is basically the same thing as um you remember when um in heaven's arena when uh in hunter hunter when sadaso the dude with like the fucking um laugh now cry later theater like face sure sure that dude mm -hmm. and he had like the crazy arm that suffocates you or whatever and he went to go you know um kidnap zushi in order to get leverage on killua and gone so that they could throw mm -hmm. their matches or whatever so when mm -hmm. he did that killua was like all right i'm gonna see you later buddy and then he shows mm -hmm. up in his fucking like room later that night right. and then goes to go slash him down the head and you literally see the animation of the knife slicing his face in half but then mm -hmm. the next frame it's just killua with the knife barely over his head and he didn't actually right. cut him in half because right you know like whatever you know technique they wanted to show in and i'm pretty sure you see that in the manga too you know what i mean it's just yeah like yeah you you were going to get hit but didn't and i guess i guess in this situation it's um it's a little bit different because they're actually in action and that one is right. a bit more it wasn't malice. just pure or yeah, malice yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. i, I but do it's feel a similar like it's situation a... i feel like it's you know similar I mean? yeah where it shows you what could have been if he didn't perfectly sidestep it at the last moment you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. So i do wonder if this is like a technique of some kind like related right. to naobito and mm -hmm. naoya's like super quick 
um, well, now, stuff because like it seems like he's about to get cut in that right. in that innards panel, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that that's just um you know high level swordsman footwork at play because he mm -hmm. knows that he has the energy sword inside of the broken uh, blade. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's more of like a it's more of like an experience inside of positioning, swordsmanship sure. positioning that allowed sure. him to dodge, and then he stepped back into it to get cut in the face because he was confident that his energy sword would deal, you know, the damage right. that it needed to. So I don't right. I'm not, almost, I'm not yeah, go ahead. Like if you look at the top right panel on 17 where uh the animation on the sword right in front of Maki's hand is like this like kind of sketchy white. and, and yeah, blurry. Like, yeah, yeah. It looks like almost like that is hitting the side of the guts and like pushing yeah. it in like it's literally almost about to slice him yeah yeah, yes yeah. yes at that exact instant is able to yep. Yep. yeah yeah i totally agree sure. i totally yeah. agree so he steps back like like dodges the 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 perfect the, dodge. the perfect dodge on the abdomen strike mm -hmm. and you yep. want to know what a better example of this is like toji versus megumi because there mm -hmm. was a lot of there was that moment where megumi was positive he got toji you know what I mean? And then Toji, his speed brought him out. And it showed the actual illustration of the strike landing. But sure. then obviously the next panel yep. is him perfectly dodging yep. it at the last second. So I feel like it's yep. a I feel like it's something like that. But yes, I, I love that Eagle. It hits the it, mm -hmm. it, it it shows the innards because that's gonna be where the damage was going to be on right. Ogi. And then he perfectly sidesteps, shoots the energy out of the blade, steps back in to 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 deal the damage to Maki, I definitely think his curse technique is related to, um, you know, just the blade, the blade, and like just so, yeah. Now that you mention that, right? So, mm -hmm. like, is this Mai's technique? Mai can make bullets oh, out of energy. Fuck. He, he can make swords out of energy. Right. This is, yo. That's that's the that's his inherited technique that Mai, that Mai got, but she only uses it for bullets because I don't know why. Because guns are cool, I guess. And that's just isn't that, that is I do you agree, bro. Yes, I do. That Yo. definitely could be it. Yeah, I think that's so. fire to me mm -hmm. right now. And to and and obviously, there's just the conversation happening in the moment. And, <laughs> but like, I want that to be what it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just such a cool narrative link and such mm -hmm. an amazing like um, new application of 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 right. that technique that we. You know, because or that technique say, has always like, been so, so you know, interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I wonder what this looks like if it's not just one bullet in a gun per day. You know, like Ma right, has it. Right, right. But it's one, one sword blade per day. Kind of thing. Or he can probably do more than one. And yeah. then also it kind of, um, he is both of their father, right? So Maki got the strength and the sword fighting. Mai got the technique, right? If you combine yeah. them both, you get him. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's so fire. dude, Nick, that's so fire, bro. Ooh. I love that. I love the fun because I'm sitting, I'm sitting here going like, okay, clearly the sword broke, and he fill he supplemented that, yeah. you know, decrease in length spirit of his sword, sword with this spirit sword. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I thought, <laughs> and I and I'm sitting here going, either this is the, like I I I didn't have a really good explanation off the top of my head as far as like what the explanation for his technique would be if this was mm -hmm. a curse technique. But then mm -hmm. also in the back of my head, I thought this was just a 
you know, high-level application of just raw Juryoku control oh, sure, to sure. where you yeah. could go, my blade is broken, but guess what? I can make my cursed energy an extension of myself to the degree that I can supplement the the length loss on my blade by just mm -hmm. filling in that length with cursed energy. And, you know, it, it fits into the make your sword an extension of your body, you know, like right. poetry right. that you see in, yep. in, in samurai lore, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was, like, so ready for Ogi to just be like, I'm that tight with Juryoku that I can keep my sword long even if it breaks you know what i mean mm -hmm. but this being my's technique feels so much tighter to me yeah i love that nick you fucking killed the game on that but i just want to say i don't think maki's done here i think that she took this blow and like obviously this through is the guts through dude, the guts <laughs> yeah through the guts that's fine but she's got that heavenly restriction that kept her alive oh. after the jogo assault that killed nalbito oh, you know Fair. what I mean? So she's got a different body. You know what I mean? I ben. feel like you can already see her guts spilling out. Of yeah, it. you can. You can. You can see. I, I was literally just looking at it. Like, it looks really bad. But even though, like, this still could be fatal damage if she doesn't get to a doctor right away, the heavenly restriction, just ha giving her the body that she has, could mm -hmm. allow her to keep fighting and finish this fight before she has to go see an actual doctor. You know what I mean? So what, I definitely don't think this a, is the end of the fight, in my opinion. Right. What if she pulls uh, fucking the chairman, Netero, you know what I mean? But instead of, like, closing up the leg, she, like, sucks back up the guts with her ab muscles. Oh, or at least, no. like, closes up closes up the, the slash with her but ab see, muscles. That's like, fine. Ooh. That's fine because we've seen, like, similar, like, Zoro when he took the fucking Kamazo scythe to the chest mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. just flexed that shit closed <laughs> and didn't let Kamazo get the scythe back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it, that application of badassery in that moment with Zoro, that that's setting a you know that's obviously a um, a standard of like expectation of physics inside of like shonen. Like that's like a thing right. you see regularly. Mm -hmm. Fucking Killua went to go like he's sharp when when um in the. Uh, Phantom York, Troop Yorkshin. art, Yorkshin yeah, art, yeah. when he's fighting, like, Maki or whatever, he, like, and then Leorio turns the lights off so that mm -hmm. they could, like, run away. Fucking Maki, like, grabbed Killua or whatever, and he couldn't run, so he was like, all right, I'm just about to kill this bitch then. And then he go he yeah, sharpens yeah. his hand, goes to stab her in the stomach, and she flexes her stomach flexes muscles around yep. his hand yep. and doesn't let him get that yep. shit back. You know what I mean? So we see yeah. stuff like that in, in anime, you know, and manga. So if that was a direction that Gege wanted to take, I think that there's enough foundation there for, mm -hmm. for that to feel good for us on top yeah, of sure. the heavenly restriction information that we already have with Maki's body. So I think right. that that's cool. I think that's fine. I think there's a lot of things that Maki can do to kind of like supplement the pain or the damage, you know, mm -hmm. in whatever way. I think there's a lot set up for that. And, um, and if she does continue fighting, despite taking such a drastic attack, I think it'll make sense. You know what I mean? And if, right. and if she right. finishes this fight and does defeat Ogi Extreme Diff and she's on her like last legs, she can crawl to, well, I mean, shit, dude, if she can't even move after this, how does she even leave? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this is just like Ogi, right? So like, so like if the whole clan knows that they want Megumi and Maki dead, she's in the belly of the beast right now. If, even if she mm -hmm. beats Ogi and she's like, bleeding out who's gonna come to save her she needs to question. be able to That's walk like, she, what yeah if, what if she just dies right here? you know you do not kill maki <sighs> like this after she survives something people already thought she died from that would be so gege but like that would be the one 
that had me like, all right, enough, motherfucker. <laughs> like, stop. Like, I would actually start to be like, all right, Gege, you don't care about us. Leave <laughs> Maki alone. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I like I, I just want to believe that Maki's like the kind of beast that could survive a wound like this and mm -hmm. can keep fighting her sword's not broken. And if this right. is the maximum technique or whatever, like Maki's like technique or whatever, he's only got maybe another application of this left you know what i mean mm -hmm. like if he mm -hmm. is better than maki which we obviously know that he is and maki has that much trouble creating just one bullet there has to be some kind of limitation on this technique that doesn't say okay well it's ogi so he can just spam it like no that caveat mm -hmm. has to still be in effect there even if he can do it more than once it can't be more than twice or three times you know what i mean so i think maki considering the fact that she did just take a drastic hit but she does still have her entire blade available right. so and mm -hmm. if this did come down to like a maki can't use her sword ogi's is broken if he can't use that technique again maki's definitely beating the shit out of him in a fist fight yeah. so it's like oh sure yeah yeah mm -hmm. i don't know but so weird that the dude's name is ogi and you're also referring to like special sword technique yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like what the hell? Cause see, and that's and Ogie. that's yeah, that's funny that you bring Ogie's that up. Ogie is such an Ogie. Yeah, that? that's funny. <laughs> that's funny that you bring that up because like when um when people I remember on Twitter someone was like so like before we met Ogie as a character his name was um kind of referred to in an in an off you know narration box in a previous chapter and it didn't the name didn't really tell you much about the situation at all it was very vague mm -hmm. and people were like what does ogi mean and i remember ogi as like hidden secret yeah. special technique from like zoro's mm -hmm. you know ability right, kit right. but then i like actually looked into it and it's like okay the ogi in this narration box is o-u-g-i mm. and the ogi in zoro's attacks is just o-g-i mm. you know what i mean so but um so there was a difference there but um but i was one of the people that was saying like i think they're talking about a special zenin clan technique oh sure, sure you know what sure. i mean because of this mm -hmm. word you know what i mean but now we know that it's an actual yeah. person yeah mm -hmm. ah! but damn the, the fucking flex this guy do does at the end right like yeah why couldn't i become the clan head you know it's like all my children are worthless yeah 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 but yeah. Oh, he's very he's obviously very powerful right yeah. like i i was yeah. not expecting him to be this skilled and that quote well, and that quote hits so hard because of how much we understand of the zenin clan up until this point it's about yeah. successors it's not just about you if you want to be the clan head great you're strong enough to ogi is fucking fire yeah. obviously like you're but, cold but in 20 years when you out of there yeah. you're about to be bitch made yeah exactly because yeah. your kids my suck. yeah my sucks and maki sucks for whatever reasons they've decided which aren't actual it's not actual like mm -hmm. objective suckiness it's just mm -hmm. the the zenin clan just doesn't like her so right. he'll never have a proper successor to the throne but really what this means is not my because my children are worthless it's because my children are all women is what it uh. is you know what i mean because like that's really like what i felt when i when he said that you know what i mean because mm -hmm. maki is like in my opinion like if i had a daughter like maki trust me son i'd be shouting from the rooftops it's the tightest daughter that's ever been born you know what i mean like but obviously mm -hmm. they have well yeah own... but it's like the whole it's exactly like, it's all based around cursed energy man it's all based right. around cursed right. energy and they have their norms and they have their expectations for how their clan operates and even though we disagree with the zenian clan through and through in pretty much every way of thinking that they have at the end of the day their clan is as prominent as it is because they have 
you know, followed us. They figured out a process. They have a formula. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? So it makes sense that he would say something like this, you know, even as shitty as it is. And he's even crying here yeah. in the last panel. Like he like does not want to be doing this, but it's that indoctrination of the system and the understanding mm-hmm. of the Zenin clan process that these people, it's so deeply rooted in these people that mm-hmm. you're seeing that conflict in the art not in the dialogue like he's saying my sure. children are worthless i understand and i think the reason why he's crying is because he's like my children are worthless as far as my understanding of the zenin clan but i still love my children and that's mm-hmm. why it hurts that i had to cut you down right here and mm-hmm. that's why he's crying even though we can could comfortably say he was a piece of shit i mean it was <laughs> like, his idea though. it right? was his idea but that right. stems back to his understanding of what he thinks is best for the clan which is sure. an indoctrinated belief of mm. this shitty system inside of this clan so i think we're seeing like moral conflict in this last page where ogi is like i really shouldn't be doing this but all of my military training all of my everything regarded to like regarding how i look at life tells me this is what i should be doing right now you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that's a crazy conflict to kind of like at least for me in my opinion to kind of come to the conclusion of in just a last panel of a of a chapter and it's such a yeah. subtle detail that he's crying i feel like right sm- like a lot of people might even miss that detail you know what mm-hmm. I mean? yeah so i i definitely saw that he was crying um yeah. my, my initial thought was that he was like just so um salty about not being clan head that he was That's crying what I but, I, too. but i much i much i think yours makes more sense because i feel like if you were upset that you weren't clan head it would be anger right 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 but he's crying and that I think lends more towards your explanation, Doc. So True. yeah, that's very interesting. Oh yeah, I'm excited oh, to yeah, see well. the next chapter, not just to see like what happens to Maki, but like to see if we get more, you know, just exposition on this emotional situation inside yes. of Ogi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see even go into the how the other clan is moving too. You know, the combo. Yeah. Oh, I gotta see. We gotta see, see, see the combo. See we gotta see, see the combo soon. I, I think. I, I think we'll like see combo stuff. Like, like, obviously, people want to get to the culling game, but I think mm, yep. what Gege is doing is letting us know because they introduced the culling game, so the culling game's rules chapters ago, but mm. it's taking us so long to get to the actual culling game itself. I think because Gege wants to flesh out all of the parties involved to a, a you know a respectable extent before the the, the high octane full on action starts. You know what I mean? So I think that mm. we're going to get visits from you know chapters like these inside of the Zenian clan situation i think we're going to get situations inside of noritoshi kamo 3 i think is is his i think he's the third one you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like him you know the student kamo yeah, you yeah. know and and his and his team i think that we will see you know a lot of that before we actually jump into the raw action of the calling game and i'm super excited for that yeah hell yeah well shit i think that about does it for this chapter so with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 196 of Dr. Stone, oh. Scientist All Alone. Dude, and I color. particularly enjoyed this chapter because I've always... Oh, yeah, the color spread. Let's talk about the color spread. Yes, sir. Is, uh, Senku looking real gas, man. We even yes. got like... So we even got like the uh, the first page is like Suika like in color. Mm-hmm. Like all by, you know, all by oh, like first yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. Like this is just like fire fire two color two color pages you know After going she, right, you know embroiders the credo on her shit with yeah. the blood you know what i'm saying yeah. blood, e equals mc squared fire and like even even the um 
the chapter title, right? Like scientists all alone. Like, so the past like few chapters, there's been humanity or homo sapiens all alone, treasure hunter all alone as, as Suica is like yeah. finding this treasure of the revival fluid, right? Yeah. Like trying to find out where, where more revival fluid is now. Right scientists all alone i love the yes. progression there yes yeah. and i love her first line of dialogue suika's all alone in the world now but a little science should be able to revive everyone like that's such an that's such a wholesome quote to start the chapter with but also mm -hmm. it feels like flavor text almost that you see like at the end of a chapter superimposed you know sure. from like you know the god being that writes you know like the mangaka like puts their little text over like it sure. felt like dialogue like that you know what i mean and mm -hmm. it's just like a great vibe to to start the, the the chapter off with but yeah go ahead mm -hmm. eagle you were gonna you it were was just uh I, I particularly enjoyed this chapter as someone mm -hmm. who's always like enjoyed suika's character and seeing her mm -hmm. come through in times when she needs to because she always does man yeah she's that clutch character who always just yeah last moment when you need something she'll come through with it and the way that yeah. she comes through with it is in her own like child like you know um naive you know outlook of the world like while yep. you have senku mm -hmm. constantly thinking of calculations you have kaseki constantly thinking of measurements you have suika that doesn't really fit into a specific skill set but is just that clutch shooter that mm -hmm. always yep. has what the story needs when and all of now... the other geniuses are kind of out of commission or can't really apply themselves in a certain situation who now is is thrown into a situation where she has to step up and and really yeah. do some science and like yeah go trial and error through these processes and try and make her way through it at first she's like okay i'm not I, she kind of wrote off the third method because it took too <laughs> yep. long yep. Yeah. But at the end it almost felt like maybe not just for her but like senku you know put that third method in there as a fail safe for for somebody who isn't as scientifically inclined yes. like suika yes to be able Whoa. to do it because at the at the 100%. end of the chapter wow he when he wakes up he says wow seven years you worked quickly didn't you mm-hmm you know so he yeah, was expecting like it to take a much, much longer, longer process yeah right. so that means and that he so... was he always knew that she would use the third method and he made it for a, a right. someone like yeah Sika. wow eagle fam i did not even think about that like at all that's such a cool thought i i, I think you're doubly right because like if you like um wikipedia like this oswald process or whatever right mm -hmm. like if you like just looking through the steps on wikipedia there's no way no possible way that she would have been able to do it right you need yeah. like super pressurized you know atmosphere you need like super high temperature way more than you'd ever be able to make in like a fire in like a campfire you know what i mean you need kaseki um, and a bunch of people to heat yep. it up with the fucking the, yeah. right, the billows and shit yeah. Right, yeah right and then like even like the second one the electrical arc method you see her um putting wires together right like maybe right. i'll do this or whatever right and it goes very poorly yeah she's a little kid right like she's not gonna be able to fully um you know do an electrical type method right so right. like yep. you're totally right she really did need the kind of yeah it might take a while but it's like you know science for dummies you know what yes, I mean? like, exactly yeah. anyone can do this novice you know I mean? level yeah 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 novice and yeah she really did like just I don't know. She was really firing on all cylinders. Used Chelsea's map to navigate <laughs> to different places she needed to get different yeah. stuff, like the bird poop island. She was on that FOAC. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, yeah, that is a. I just want to. I just want to make a comment because it's been a long time since you've been back on the show, and you literally just called back to the very first episode of the Project Manga podcast when you said that. And I don't I even know. I don't even cylinders. know if you. Yeah, because because in the in the first episode that we ever did. 
it was like an interview where we just had mm. like you know icebreaker questions to get to know us better as fans mm -hmm. and one of the questions was like what it what makes a story arc you know or whatever I, I don't remember what the question that was asked but when eagle went up for his time he's like okay so i put this to an acronym <laughs> and it's <laughs> foac fire on all cylinders but it was a double entendre you know where it also had a second meaning as an acronym where it's like it gives you feels it gives you boom boom mm, and it like went down nice. it was such a cool like segment of that conversation and like hearing fire on all cylinders again is very nostalgic brought you back yeah sorry keep going <laughs> but yeah it's just this was a great chapter to me and mm -hmm. we had a lot of cool little funny sweet sweet moments and then yeah to see just i mean how long she was grinding because like at the end when it i mean it just switched kind of right to that ending where yep. she's seven years older yeah and it's like whoa whoa suika what and, the fuck and see we me and nick i feel like we're kind of talking about this in like earlier you know dr stone reviews about like how long this is actually going to take suika to do this and how many mm -hmm. you know uh, um avenues that Richiro inagaki could take in the progression of of this area of the narrative right and right. when it comes to suika you know we i think we talked about how she could just have you know the perfect formula for revival fluid and then just go do it you know what i mean yeah. like step by step but like when it comes to the revival fluid and this is kind of like stemming off of the point that you made at the beginning eagle where you have the first method the second method and the third method the third method is for dummies the first two are for like senku and kiseki types that are all working mm -hmm. together as a team to get it done faster um yep. and and the way that nick kind of like painted it as like yeah it makes sense that senku you know would do it this way and now that we have the information it makes all the sense in the world but when we were mm -hmm. kind of speculating on it before we had the information from this chapter we didn't really think about like the different i feel like we didn't think about the different methods to make night right you know revival right. fluid we yep. just always knew revival fluid as the thing senku makes to revive people yeah. but now the actual you know scientific application of this stuff really starts to show itself because this isn't you know the 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 what was it the fucking um the Otswalt process and the electrical mm -hmm. arc method yep. literally never brought up before inside of the creation or at least from what i remember like i don't the, remember the, plat the platinum the platinum from treasure island was for the Oswalt process oh sure okay so okay. like he okay. he knew he was going to do it but that's another point why she couldn't do it right she needs right. platinum to even do it you right know what i mean so yeah. i yeah. guess i guess the point that i'm making here is that like even though it, and obviously i didn't remember until you just reminded me but even though mm -hmm. like you know we have that platinum situation in the background mm -hmm. as far as like just actually seeing all of the processes on how to make an you know revival fluid i don't think we've ever seen it like one two three in this way sure. and explained sure. in this way right right but like this is and, and a lot of that i feel like holds itself to the fact that we're reading a fictional story and we're not going to expect to see literal textbooks of science information because it has to still be entertaining to anyone who reads right. it and things mm -hmm. like that but then when it comes down to brass taxes and it's like okay now Sawika has to do this and you're actually looking into you know the the grimoire of 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 senku's you know scientific genius you mm -hmm. see that yes it makes sense that there are multiple ways that you can do this some easier than others you know what i mean yep. and i feel like that's one thing that richiro inagaki could always 
you know, have implemented in his storytelling, but kind of like saves it so that we can suspend belief and follow a fictional story. But then when right. you need to inject that reality of the situation, it's like, okay, now Suika has to do this and it's not a fantasy fun game anymore where Senku's the superhuman that does everything. Now a regular person has to try to do what Senku does and you look in his fucking like book of like tricks and it's like, okay, like this is why Senku does this. You know what I yeah. mean? So I like how it actually like shows, you know, how you would actually have to go about this. We're kind of like as the audience living vicariously through Suika mm -hmm. in this moment where you look at the, you know, the options you have and everything looks like Chinese or, you know what I mean? You just mm -hmm. don't understand it. Well, you always have Senku there to say, it's just this and it's just that and boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. And there's a lot of fluff or not fluff, but there's a lot of, um, you know, shit that's injected to make the ride easier. So you don't have to yeah. think about all the science, the raw scientific processes all the time. But then Richiro Inagaki going, oh, hey, that stuff is still a thing. Yeah. Let, here's what it looks like when someone else besides Senku tries to do it. I feel like this chapter does a lot for that understanding of just how serious this situation is when you don't have a Senku. You know, and right? on that note, especially, it's almost poetic in a way because, like, through all the advancements they made through the science kingdom and new inventions and stuff, like, he has marked these uh, the Oswald and the electrical arc as num number one and two. Mm -hmm. But because everybody's missing and Suika is like only has rudimentary science knowledge, she has to go back to the original way that Senku did it, right? Yep, yep, because mm -hmm. he did it originally with the yep. back yes. guano converted yep. into nitric yes. acid, yes, yes, but yes. even without the help of that back guano cave, she has to figure out a way to do it the original way that Senku did, right? Right, yep, she doesn't have the convenience of having like the concentrated form of this bat guano dripping yeah. from a natural source. Yeah, she has to make source. like a bird shit yeah. culture yeah. farm. And yeah, like fucking... <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't have the 7,500 years of nature creating this naturally. You know what yes. I mean? She has yes. to go and do it from scratch, which something, which is something even Senku didn't have to do. You right. know what I mean? Which makes this mm -hmm. even more impressive almost. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. obviously more impressive because Suik is doing it. You know what I mean? But it, it did take her a lot longer then it's yes. Senku. You know what I mean? Senku did this shit in like six months. Took her yeah, fucking but, seven years. But like, now like he, we were like you were just saying, it was already in that nitric acid form that she had to convert the bird shit to. Right. Exactly. So like, right. That's what probably exactly. took a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Now, now Senku, he also had to do it quickly because he was playing with the summertime, right? Yes, like he literally right. he he knew he was gonna revive in spring, or like he didn't try breaking out until he counted to springtime. Yeah. And because he's that's springtime in Japan, right? Luckily in the Amazon, um, it's year round warm. You know what I mean? So like, there's no risk that's right. of Suika like starving to death. Good in the winter shit. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Great, great comment there. Wow. Yeah. I love the I love the poetry of uh, speaking of how poetic this chapter is. Right, like on the on the on page thirteen, Suika she is like oh this is, there's so much to keep in my mind or whatever right like i need to draw it out like like senku does right and we see one of these diagrams that we've seen so many times before but drawn by by suika, suika. or whatever it looks Childlike. so cute on the one hand you know um like the selfie arena okay it just looks I, like a little celebi head or something yes yes and i love that you brought up self arena because Sulfurina, in this case, is um, the sulfuric acid, right? If you remember way back in the day when they were trying to get that sulfuric acid to make uh, yep. the um, anti antibiotics or whatever, and they went to that that lake of, like, that poisonous lake, and, and yeah. out of the lake came, like, this, like... Sulfurina. Lady, right? Sulfurina. <laughs> yeah. Go back right now to page 7. 
Yeah. She literally has the sulfuric about. acid, and out of there is Sulfurina, the girl, little girl. Yeah. Is that tight? Is that no sick? way? It's not the whoa. That's a drastic spot, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yo, there she is. Yep. 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 I'm zooming in on this. <laughs> Yeah, I remember H2SO4, seeing that. H2SO4, like, oh, sulfuric acid. Oh my god, that's, that's pretty Sophina. cute. But she doesn't have like the skull face like she normally does. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or she's like, Wah! yeah. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Okay, so well, yeah, another, lots of determination. Another... Yeah. Ooh, what were you say, Eagle? Lots of determination in this chapter from Suica Man. Yes. Just... Perfect example of that. Thank you for, for saying that word determination. Page 15, bottom right panel. The whole the whole chapter until this mm. point, Suika has had her baby girl cutie eyes, right? Yes. And now, bottom right panel of fifteen, <laughs> she's got those Kohaku eyes. She's got yes, the she determination, does. the piercing. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going I'm to driven. do this. Ooh. Yes. Oh man, when I saw that, I was like, God yeah. damn! Fire. Even Fire. if a whole year of work ends in failure, over <laughs> and over and over again, I'm gonna keep trying this shit. Now, 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 when now when I saw now when I read that line of dialogue, I was like. I don't think I have it in me to do what Suika is doing right now. But then you think about it from like a self-preservation um, standpoint. It's yes. like you have no choice. Yes, you know what right. I mean? So this this task, as tedious and as ridiculous as it probably was for her over the course of the seven years, you mm -hmm. literally have nothing else to do. So you're going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. take away from you know, Suika's resolve. It doesn't take away from anything. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like initially when I was reading it, I was like, there's no way in hell, son. If I was starting a process that took a year to to complete and I got to the end of that year and, and it, it failed, failed <laughs> I'd be like, fuck this, dude. <laughs> Well, I'd be like, I'll fuck die. no, guess I'll die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then when you're actually in the situation, when you have the gun to your face, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, quote or turn of phrase you want to use, when the chip, when the, when, when the pedal, you know, when you're in the situation, like, you just have to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tried to grab like I tried, I tried to grab like so many different turn of phrases like simultaneously, and which is like I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you guys, you guys get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! So on page um sixteen, right where yeah, where yes. the scene changes to the whole planet and mm -hmm. and and Senku counting. Mm -hmm. Did you as I do do as I did when I saw that number two hundred? Oh, I googled it right away. I converted right? it instantly. Yeah, yeah. immediately. <laughs> I, I I like typed it immediately yeah. in my calculator. I was like, okay, divide by sixty, divide by sixty, divide by twenty four, divide by. Oh, you did way I more. Should... I just googled it. How many days is two hundred and thirty six oh. million seconds? Then I, I, I took guess, that I days googled, and turned it into yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, Google will probably do that for you. I I just yeah. did the math or whatever and yeah. i was like when i first did it i stopped at um at 24 because yeah. i was like okay like what is this like two years like one year two years <laughs> yeah. and when it was like um however many days it is like it was like thousands of days I was yeah like, like th shit. almost three thousand days yeah. yeah 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 my heart like just dropped like, yeah Damn. Like, oh fuck because this is going back into what we were saying that we were like what is this going to be like if it does take mm -hmm. suika like 10 15 mm -hmm. years to do this you know what i mean mm -hmm. and we were i think we had talked about like how like no it would never be like that we're not gonna throw a fucking like 10 year time skip into fucking dr right. stone she's gonna right. figure this shit out. it's gonna be you know dun, 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 you know what i mean like you just open the chest and found <laughs> like you know like the perfect thing to get you through it in like the perfect amount of time is what i thought mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it was going to be and i thought richie roe nagaki was gonna write the shit out of that but no he gave us a whole time skip and gave us like so much character progression to look 
back at inside yeah. of Suica from this moment moving forward. Like we skipped seven years. We're definitely seeing what that seven years was like eventually. You yeah, know she, what I mean? failed, oh, yeah. she failed six times. Right? Like yeah. that's wild, yeah. son. She failed six or seven times <laughs> trying to yeah. have that determination to keep going, man. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I love Suica. Favorite yeah, character, yeah. favorite character in Doctor Stone yep. now. Yep. And, I, and 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 this Easy. ain't this ain't recency bias, G. This is like this is. I feel like this has been building. Been I feel building. like my appreciation yep. for Suica has been like in the background and subtle you know mentions mm-hmm. throughout our review and our conversations while you know chrome is in the forefront doing some tight mm-hmm. shit senku obviously doing senku shit but like richiro and nagaki has been like okay y'all ain't ready for what i'm about to do with suika now that i got all this you know what i'm saying all this foundation you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. just like such an amazing um you know change of spotlight and i feel like it's so necessary because suika out of everyone i felt i feel like it you know ryusui Francois, all of these people have this amazing skill, you know what I mean, that they bring to the table that makes really big differences in mm-hmm. every like point of conflict in the series. And then you have Suika, who is definitely useful and a great character in general, but like you're sitting there going like, okay, half of me wants to think that she's like the plot device that's going to be used to like kidnap and create more tension, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, like that Richiro kind of like makes you think is going to be the case. And obviously she has her own skills inside of reconnaissance and whatnot, but like yeah. how far can that really go while you have these behemoth geniuses in all of these other areas? Well, mm-hmm. now when you don't think Suika has any specific skills that measure up to a Kaseki or a Senku, now you see that this determination inside of her character to do what she needed to do, which is something that when we saw Senku do this in the beginning of the series, we were like, okay, this is crazy. Oh my God, he counted that long. Oh my God, this kid is different. And he did all of these amazing things, but it's Senku. And then you start to think like, if I was in that situation, no way in hell you can't even fathom it. But now we have this stone world born child literally recreating the circumstances that allowed the plot to move forward in the first arc mm-hmm. by herself and it's like okay Suika didn't have a wildly impressive skill set that she joined the crew with but this like resolve of hers to do what the audience said we would never be able to do in the first arc yeah. now a 9 to 13 year old girl spent 7 years mastering Right. Obviously, she had no choice, but it just creates way like a crazier, like new level of value to her character because we've mm-hmm. already had that thought. Like, imagine if we were frozen, could we do this? Hell no, right? You know what I right. mean? And now, right. Sawika is doing that, and it's like, holy shit. Another very, very like just beautiful and poetic thing, like in the artwork of this chapter, is mm-hmm. like we mentioned on page uh 15, the bottom right panel of Sawika's yeah. eye showing that the t- that determination and that that willpower yeah. resolve yeah um juxtaposed with like it immediately goes to that next panel of mm-hmm. the earth senku counting like you guys mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. and the and we don't see suika again until the panel on page 18 right the double spread where the focus is on her eyes yet again but it's yeah. like it's like something really i don't know the artwork really conveys the relief and the weight lifted yes. off of her in that panel. In oh my eyes, God. Especially in a direct juxtaposition. The childlike yes. look in her eyes where she's so yes. fucking relieved that she finally isn't alone anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's like, man, yeah, that's beautiful. 
Yeah, because if you if you go to the bottom right of 15 and mm -hmm. you look at that eye of Suica, yeah. and then you juxtapose that with the middle panel, you know, in the double spread of 18 yeah. and 19, yeah. it's yep. like, yes, a completely different emotional mm -hmm. like and she's situation. seven years older right exactly. yeah it's like that really like man that had to oh, have been yeah. a, a yeah. hell of a moment just the relief in that moment you can really feel in the artwork yeah that's like a that. great yeah. point uh holy and just moly. so so emotional like the last two like the 22 23 double spread or whatever yeah. like just when i when i read that like i teared up you know what i mean like <laughs> The whole like yeah. you you work quick. It's like oh man, like can you imagine being Suika and having yeah. Senku tell you like, you fucking right. killed it. Right. You, exactly. You Senku told oh. you. Now here's another thing. Senku has his regular garb. He yeah. didn't die with this extra cape on. Yeah, she put that on him. She put that shit on him, bro. Yep. 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 And he broke out. Look at this double spread. Where he's breaking I'm back, out. son. Yeah, dude. And I have the extra E equals MC squared cape on because, yeah. the, like, imagine now, like, I'm literally, like, we didn't see her apply. I don't remember seeing her put this cape on Senku. But, right. like, just think about, like, and, and and I know that in the previous chapter we talked about how, like, dark or, like, you know, whatever it was that she was giving voices to the statues and communicating with them or whatever. And then it kind of left that scene and went back to her working on the revival fluid. But mm -hmm. so much time has passed. And although she's steadfast and, you know, on, on creating this revival fluid, she still needs these statues to keep her sane in regard yeah. to keeping the relationships that she has with the statues going in whatever mm -hmm. dark you know like situation that she had going so like imagine the scene from off panel where she looks at senku and goes you brought us here like you are the shining star of this group like mm -hmm. i'm gonna give you a special cape because you are the reason why i'm trying this hard you're the reason why we're all alive today like all of these mm -hmm. off-screen moments throughout the seven years where she just is in raw admiration of all of the rest of the cast constantly every day we don't see that you know what i mean because right. it, it skipped time but i feel mm -hmm. like a tether to that um area of storytelling that was off screen is this cape that she put on senku you know what i mean yeah. now I was, now that i'm I looking was, at it yeah oh. did she put it on did she put it on him on her on him earlier no no, no i was gonna say it's, see it's, when it... i would say it's not even just the cape it's the whole outfit oh it's the whole outfit look look at under the cape the e yeah. is her her style of e look at his collar oh, look at his collar shit. his collar is crisp his collar is crisp, crisp and clean yep. go to the very very first page page one his collar's ragged she made him a whole new kit oh the whole thing fuck dude she yeah and if you look at everyone around his statue if you go to that color page on page one look at everyone everyone's clothes are tattered and fucked up yeah but then yeah. if you go to wait a minute i'm gonna see i know that we see all of the statues again at some point in the chapter Oh, but it might be earlier, like before. Do they the time all skip have new clothes on? Oh no! I think we see them before Just, the time skip. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it, at the bottom, the at the top skip, right yeah. of 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 page eight, you yeah. see them all lined up, and you can't yep. really tell, but you know that maybe Senku's clothes have changed. But either For way, sure Senku. For yeah, sure. either. On, actually, on top, actually, no. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, top right of 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 eight. You think so, but then you go to like two panels over on the same page and his collar is fucked up and the e is still his handwriting yeah yep, yep. yep. okay yep yep yep, yep. so she so, so she made him all new clothes in the seven years this is something yeah. that she did was i mean make... she's just chilling waiting for this nitric acid to grow right, exactly, underground, right? Exactly. so she's like she has a lot of time to yeah. and she's like the mvp like 
Yes. Like, yes. She 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 doesn't have any specific like skill, right? Yeah. But she has the ability to hide from leopards. She has the ability to build a boat and go get that that bird guano. She has the ability to find food and and yes. make shelter. And she has yes. the ability to she she's like the all around MVP. You know what right. I mean? Like jack she can do trades. a little of everything. A jack yes. of all trades. Yes. And um, and that's what you need in this situation. If you're if you're a one person team, you yeah. need to be everyone. Absolutely. Great point. Wow. Amazing. Hell yeah. Oh, this chapter. Oh, what a chapter. Man. What a chapter. I think that uh, that about we that about wraps it up for this chapter though, I think. Yeah, I I'm think good. so. I'm good on Dr. Stone so, for sure. Uh, wow. So with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 62 of Mosto, mm-hmm. Mosh Burn Dead and the Great Danger. And this Ooh. fucking chapter started off so hot, man. <laughs> Buddy came in and said, Greetings. <laughs> Yo, they just like <laughs> like Yo, all the negative space art yeah. had yeah, like, this, what this, the fuck yes. just happened? And then like everybody's frozen. Yeah. And I'm like, I first looked at the clock and I'm like, okay, this clock has some significance. And then yes. I noticed that it hadn't moved. And I was like, yep. no. And then it shows everybody just like, uh, it's time. And I'm like, no, this dude froze, die. Yeah. The clock, yeah. the clock panel. I, I literally, I was like, I know what you're going for here. Like, I get that it's like a two panels of a clock, but I was like, this is a manga. The clock's never going to move. Like, I, I don't know right. what you're trying to show to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a clock in both panels. Right. Like, how, are, are we supposed to assume that like a minute has passed between yeah. the two panels? Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. The clock yeah. hand should have moved. Like, okay. It's like, I get what you're going for, but it's but like, the, eh. the bird panel is really yeah. what set it in for me. Like, yes. the, the frozen yes. panels of everybody and then mm-hmm. the bird in the air. I was like, yeah. The bird with no I motion, think, no yeah, motion yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. motion at all. At no mm-hmm. implied motion, a sound effect or anything like that. And obviously, no motion lines, like, like you just mm-hmm. said. I think the clock is definitely a hindsight play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, where you're supposed to realize maybe from the moment he says i have time magic maybe go back through the chapter and go okay so that explains the clock you yeah, know what yeah. I, mean? I don't think it was something that was supposed to be obvious instantly right which um which plays into the drama of the situation obviously mm-hmm. it's like why mm-hmm. is the strongest nigga on earth not able to move right now <laughs> you know what i mean you're right. like what's going on but yeah time mm-hmm. magic makes like perfect sense for that mm-hmm. then we get this cool dialogue from innocent zero about how he's been looking for him Mm-hmm. and uh how he it's thought he son. would never find him again and, and it, mm. he does say my son i was gonna yeah. ask you you guys think that's a a true. literal true right. statement or if he's just referring to him like oh i'm god you know you yeah. are my son because oh, later in the oh chapter, like it's kind of like a that, white beard thing he, he has that dialogue later in the chapter about how like everybody is is kind of cannon fodder to him and he's like right. everybody is right. his for the taking almost in right. a way mm-hmm. like right the way that no, I kind of—it's a good question. Yeah, I yeah. took it as literally. I, I yeah, took it I, think, I think literally. literally. Yeah, yeah, I think I think, I think you're so. supposed to take it as literally, which makes yeah. me think that there might be something a little bit more to it. Like it's not an actual biological factor, and this is something that I was yeah. actually, um, you know, talking about. But a he, bit he is an orphan chat. too. So he isn't. He is an orphan. It's got some credence to it. Right. Absolutely. Right, I, right. I was talking about a little bit of it in a group chat. I think someone said I made the white beard comment a little bit earlier. I can't remember if it was Bariqua Mihawk or someone else from from the group chat but they said that it could be something like a white beard kind of situation where he just thinks that like everyone is his children because of like mm-hmm. the god complex that eagle kind right. of like brought up yeah. initially but like i think this is cool because one this is a theory that i feel like we have kind of like played with since the i think the first chapter of mashal that we reviewed was the introduction of innocent zero as a character and a concept in the story and i think mm-hmm. in that review i can't remember who it was i want to say it was kiko said like 
what if Innocent Zero is this motherfucker's dad? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, like, and I think another one of us believed that like Innocent Zero was um, what's what's the character's name who has the speed magic? The oh, Abyss, Abyss Razor. Razor. Abyss mm-hmm. Razor. We thought Innocent Zero was because I think we hadn't gotten the name Abyss Razor yet. So, we hadn't gotten oh, the name right, Abyss Razor, right. so we Zero, thought yeah, right. we thought Abyss Razor was Innocent Zero, and then we had a couple other ideas of like what innocent yep. zero meant in that chapter right. and i think the coolest idea that we had that was thrown out was that like innocent zero was like the start in a sequence and that it was mm. innocent zero through one two three four five six and whatever inside of their faction and these were all of just people who were born without magic that were vilified right. for not having magic and yeah. sentenced you know to whatever fate the status quo you know, or or the establishment decided was a threat to the status quo and 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 hemmed them up for that reason just because you don't have magic we see what happens when people don't have magic in the series you get a you get a motherfucker like mash so why would they want that to be a regular thing in their society that relies on magic power so much you know what i mean so we mm-hmm. had a lot of ideas on why innocent zero was you know a a fugitive in the first place you know what i mean and right. inside of that theory was the maybe he's mash's dad and he also doesn't have you know um magic magic you know what i mean we thought right. we said a lot of things Which like that he clearly does he clearly <laughs> clearly yeah. has yeah. magic so that area of Pulls the theory out the is gone stop. but the time stop to to have the julius be antagonistic is like a really big deal because i feel like this is rare for mangaka because it's such an overpowered ability i can't sure. remember well, too many dio. times you have dio and then you have esteth yeah. From um, Akame got killed as well. Those no, are like the two. Well, she could she she was free. She could freeze things, oh, but it, it extended okay. to time in her ultimate gotcha. you know gotcha. application of it. You know what I mean? But yes, I, uh... you don't see this too often in an antagonistic force. So, it's so powerful. I'm yeah. super well, excited on how Komoto plays with it. Yeah, go ahead, Eagle. What's interesting to me about it, especially, is the fact that he mentioned specifically that it's not just time magic, but mm-hmm. darkness magic with the power to stop time. Yeah. Oh, so, sure, like, sure. So gross. we're going to see some awesome applications of darkness magic and shit here, too. But Yo, oh, my man. man. <laughs> my man Wahlberg steps in oh, like, no. yeah, man. But hold on, before we go into the Wahlberg part, <laughs> he starts to say, once I've absorbed you, I'll be yes. yes, okay, so this is like the main like conversation point that I feel like this 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 chapter brings up. Obviously, I'm your dad, that's a big thing. Right. But like the now main thing is, in. yeah, like the main point, the main talking points that I specifically had going into this conversation was like, okay, he said, I need to absorb you to, co- to be complete. We could talk about that for a moment, but the other thing, um, and actually, let's just talk about that. Let's just talk yeah, about yeah. that. So, yeah, like, yeah. what do you guys think that means? Right. I know. Ah. It, it almost lends to, I don't know, like. Right. Now, I feel like it stems from the concept inside of Mashal that you can siphon magic power from people. Right. And, right. and I was actually talking about this in a group chat a little bit earlier today before we started the review. Um, and I try not to talk about mm-hmm. the manga before we you know go into our discussion of it for the review but mashal was just the one where i was just like fuck it i'm going to talk about this <laughs> now as far as like as far as um you know the siphoning of magic power that we've seen with abel's character and that mm-hmm. has been talked about outside of abel's character a couple times even too offhandedly um it makes me think and someone actually brought it up in the group chat they said maybe um mash is just supposed to be a vessel for some reason 
You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And we've actually right. played with, you know, this idea that I'm about to present. We played with this inside of Mashal too, in our, or I mean, inside of uh, Black Clover as well oh, inside sure. of our reviews. Now, the way that I'm going to link these two together, hold on, let me see if I can do this. Okay, so, <laughs> so if they do have a, 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 a um, trusted method to, method to take magic power away from people to the point where you could put it in a vial and drink it and get a desired effect, then obviously mm -hmm. we know that there's been tons of trial and error in regard to this situation or that concept in the story that we haven't seen yet. Now, right. as far as what that could look like, I think I remember a time in our Black Clover reviews where I, I threw out an idea that Spade... That Asta was like an experiment exactly vessel for... Yes, yeah. for Devil Union, right? So yep. so 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 the, the oh, idea wow. inside of the Black Clover now, I think you were there for, I think you were there for this. Oh, I'm Nick. sure I was there. Yeah, sure yeah, yeah. So like I think I think what I said was um I think what I said was that okay, Spade in the beginning of the Spade arc of Black mm -hmm. Clover, the Spade motherfuckers were literally taking mana from people to power some giant ship or whatever i think i remember it was a giant mm -hmm, building mm -hmm. or something like a walker so, at right. yes, they were, yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly something like that so like we know that this concept this concept exists exists inside of black clover so how far-fetched would it really be if these spade motherfuckers had asta as an infant and went like let's just remove all of the magic power from you know all of the mana from this kid so that the devil doesn't have any mana to compete with inside of the possession right sure, I, th sure. that was the idea was that like how perfect of a devil vessel would it be if there was no mana there that they had to like fight against you know and you could just load the devil into asta and then he's a perfect host because there's no mana there now inside of mash like the way that i was thinking about it was like okay we know that there's a siphon you know mechanic inside of inside of mashal so yep. if 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 this innocent zero faction is sitting here going, okay, let's increase our own power by stealing the mana of others, which we've already seen applications of inside of the Able arc. Well, what does that look like at the root inside of potentially this kid was born with magic potential? Maybe there's a difference between taking someone's magic once they've matured and taking someone's entire magic potential at birth right mm -hmm. and the idea that i kind of had was if you do it at birth maybe you're stealing like a more potent form of this magic and it increases your power exponentially more than it would if you took it from an adult or someone sure. like you know or whatever sure. now it now if if that is the case and they take all of mash's magic potential from him as a child there is a divine aspect to this magic you know it comes from a higher place we see that inside of the names of you know, triple liner spells and master canes. We have lore that kind of suggests that this is a higher power blessing, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, if you rob an infant of their entire divine potential, maybe that creates a situation similar to heavenly restriction inside of Jujutsu Kaisen, where right. you are born without the primary energy source in the, in the series. So mm -hmm. to supplement that, you get a toji body you get a maki body you know mm -hmm. what i mean so if we are playing with that idea that could play into why mash is so physically overpowering mm -hmm. beyond what is obviously expected from people who just work out a lot obviously right. the physical right. feats that we've seen are supernatural as far right. as what's you know based in 
you know, were rooted in reality. Right. You know, like exactly could, like Sait- Saitama. Exactly. And like I do 100 push-ups a day, 100 yeah. sit-ups a day, and I, r- yeah. I run 10 kilometers every right. day. It's like, okay, that's not enough. You're going to be you know? in great right. shape, but you're not going to be able to punch a planet in half, especially yeah. not like, you know, hand deal with escape velocity and return velocity the way that mm-hmm. Saitama does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, right. so, so like that you know, working out isn't, you're going to be, you're going to feel great. You're going to be in top physical form, but you're not going to be superhuman just from working out. Right. You know what I mean? So it's either a situation where the reason why Mash is as powerful as he is after working out is because of a divine intervention inside of what something similar to what I'm talking about, or you just have to suspend disbelief for the sake of a fictional comic book. And, right. and it's always, you know, interesting to see how the, the author or the creator is going to play with that expectation. It's like, am I just going to throw everything to its fiction and boom, that's all you get. And that's why I'm able to do everything that I'm doing. Or am I going to add a level of nuance to it? You know, the way that we see Gege Akutami do it inside of, you know, Heavenly Restriction. And I think it would Mm -hmm. be a really cool fucking angle if we got some depth inside of the world of, of, of Mashal in regard to, hey, you took all of the potential that this kid had. Now you just created a monster physically that counters everything you're trying to do because you were trying to be so underhanded about your power, mm-hmm. um, you know, achievement or, or your power accumulation. Oh, go for it, Eagle. I think you're trying to... I was just going to say another another cool idea to play with in this aspect would be like, what if like, I mean, we've seen in this universe, I feel that the mages are much less physically inclined mm-hmm. in a... Yeah. In, as opposed to like a universe even like black clover where some of the characters have like punching spells whatever like physically augmenting spells Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this in this story even more so like things are much less physical so the fact that mosh is that physically inclined is like overwhelming to people in a way that they've never seen before Mm -hmm. right so i was thinking either maybe this dude like abandoned him in hopes that he would get to that point and now like wants to absorb his physical you know right physical uh capabilities so mm-hmm. he can be that overwhelming or like we've always looked at it as a joke and something that mosh just says but what if he really does have like muscle augmentation magic yeah sure. i think yeah muscle magic <laughs> and he's right. for real like beastly in that sense and like that is what this dude wants is mosh's muscle yeah. magic well remember sure. when uh remember when um i don't know if you were here for this conversation exactly i think the last weekly shonen jump review you were here for was the episode that dr stone joined the roster yeah i think think, i think that was the last time you were here but we played with this idea remember inside of the um the chapter where rain fought margaret and he went into the black partisan and we found out about master canes and how they're like kind of based on olympic gods to a certain degree obviously we have a little bit more you know credence for that inside of this chapter but like Hercules, well, Hercules is a thing inside of that. You know what I right, mean? And, and we had right. a discussion. I don't know if you were there for it or not. Where if Rain is going to get a you know a, an avatar like Ares or or a, a representation like Ares, and then obviously Wahlberg has Uranus and 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 Innocent Zero has Kronos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's all inside of Greek pantheon. You know what I mean? So if that is a thing, then like Hercules as an avatar for Mash still makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and right. Hercules as someone who is not directly a god, but someone who shares the powers of a god being the spawn of one, but also like half human, 
like obviously you don't have to take it as literal as the as the the greek lore inside of their pantheon but you could play yeah. with that in a way to where you could twist it and say mash is magical in mm -hmm. this sense that is still wildly different from the magic that we've seen so far because it's not a zeus lightning bolt it's not a poseidon tsunami it's literally yeah. just raw strength more so than any person should normally have because that's what hercules gets from being the son of zeus and hera you know what i mean so right. or, or zeus and whoever the fuck human you know he's yeah yeah to get, yeah, to yeah get, you know, right to get hercules or well, and i think they're they're kind of keeping it a little loose with the pantheons at least because like here mm -hmm. at the end of this chapter we have uranus god of sky which is a roman god mm -hmm. basically right. the roman version of the Zeus. roman equivalent right right um and then chronos who is who is actually a titan within the greek mythology mm -hmm. so right so it's like but when it's Greek and Roman, it's not that much it's of, a, of, of a discrepancy. Yeah, it's very right, similar. Exactly. Very it's similar. literally just like a retranslation yeah. for yeah. a similar area of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I feel like Roman and Greek interchangeably are yeah. the same pantheon. So if yeah. we see Uranus and Kronos, it's not a big deal. But now mm -hmm. if we saw like fucking Agni or like a Hindu god, you know, or like a fucking, that, yeah. yeah, I would think all types of shit. We saw literally any other pantheon besides Roman and Greek we would mm -hmm. have a way different conversation. Bring out Odin, oh, man. man. Let's go. Yeah. Bring out Odin yeah. and Thor. Let's go. Right, right. So another, ah. um, another thing I was thinking with this absorption mm -hmm. thing, right? Like yes. Once I've, yeah. once I've absorbed you, I'll be complete. Yeah. Um, in terms of like that research, I think you were talking about Knox. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like mm -hmm. you, you don't just go from there's magic to all of a sudden I can just absorb magic energy from people. Right. Um, there, there had to have been, and we, we, we may never get this exposition or flashback, but there was mm. some research, you know what I mean? Some quote unquote scientific or magical research that led to the, the point where people could extract magical energy from people. Right. What if in that research, they discovered how to extract physical strength oh, from someone, shit. right? So what if, once I've absorbed you is once I've done this kind of similar technique to the magic absorption, but I'm literally extracting an essence, a, a juice from you that I can drink and boom, now I have your physical strength and Holy capabilities and agilities, moly. right? I didn't even think about the, uh, the the possibility that like whatever scientific we can assume like technique or, or, or mm -hmm. application that they use to steal people's mana and turn it into a beaker of liquid mm -hmm. that you can drink and whatever i never even thought about the idea that like you could turn that into do that on mash do that on mash in any kind right. of capacity you know what i mean right. so i think that that is a crazy idea and i think that it makes i feel like it, it, if that was introduced in the world of mash i feel like it would um ground it you know yeah. in a way that like made it feel a lot better inside of conflicts because not that not that things feel bad inside of conflicts mm -hmm. inside of mash or anything like that but more nuance i feel like is never a bad thing you right. know what i mean so if you're going to go into like depth levels that rely on scientific you know application of things when dealing with magic then mm -hmm. i feel like that is something that it, at least um they kind of like they kind of tried to do that they kind of tried to do that in black clover right you know what i mean but like in in a series like mash where i feel like all of the except for the diversity of magic in general Mm-hmm. I feel like MASH does everything better than Black Clover from a conceptual standpoint. The only sure. thing that I feel like Black Clover really beats MASH in is just like how many different kinds of magic we see and the ways that they interact together and the way that they interact dependently is something that I feel like is special for Tabata that he does that really is like his, you know, magic fiction namesake is 
the diversity of his magic application. So besides that, everything else that we've seen in Black Clover that has been kind of replicated in MASH, I feel like has been executed better. You, we, examples are like Lance, you know what I mean? And and the Gauche comparison. Another True. example would be just um, the, the, the depth of the energy system and how better it feels as a system technically, you know, mm-hmm. than Black Clover. But as far as like, as far as the situation with science and magic sure. working together, I feel like that's kind of played with inside of Black Clover, you yeah. know, and now that it's kind of, at least inside of our analysis, mm-hmm. kind of feeling like it's going to go that direction. I am more than excited for what Komato is going to do with this area of the concept, considering how much better he's executed other, you know, sure. cool Black Clover concepts, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, in the past. So. I have no idea, but I'm here for it regardless is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm excited uh, yeah, to see be, how he besides, plays with the, yeah, with the idea. Right. Be, mm-hmm. Besides, like, the extracting the essence juice or whatever, you know what I mean? I, it's hard for me to imagine what he is talking about when he sends, says, once I've absorbed you. You know what I well, mean? Like, what does what that mean? What Eagle was you talking I mean? about felt really good. It's like, okay, you've grown up with no magic the whole time, and now you're this physical behemoth that shits on mm-hmm. literally anyone underneath you with no magic. What if I had that physical strength and the magic I wield at the same time? Right, but how do you get it? But how do you get it? Right, exactly. Right. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you mean. So yeah. as far as so our grow, understanding growing of mash, how it's Growing mash to, yeah, is yeah. one thing. Yeah, yeah, growing mash is one thing. And I totally agree that like taking his magic and then um, like the, you know, heavenly restriction kind of thing yeah, or like yeah. because you have no magic like you your physical aspect has room to grow right in your body right more right. than most people right i growing mash is is one thing but yeah. how do you extract his how strength actually, how do you yeah. how do you absorb him yeah. you know what i mean exactly like that's a totally different thing. Now. yeah for yeah. sure that's a big question and i and i felt like it was the biggest like there's a lot of crazy shit yeah that we got this chapter but i feel like the biggest talking point is i'm going to absorb you it's like okay so like are you sell do you have a fucking giant tail tail with a fucking syringe at the end of it under your cloak like (laughs) what do you mean buddy you know what i mean so i feel like that is but i mean like apart from that like this situation with Wahlberg, one we knew Wahlberg had more lines we knew Wahlberg was hiding more lines you know what i mean but i feel like i feel like the conversation that we had was he's either gonna have more lines or he's going to be this cold with one line you know what I mean? Yeah. What would be cooler? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we'll like see either. what's going on here. Obviously, oh, I like works, this. Either way works yeah. fine. You know what I mean? But busted like, out that nah, triple line. Wait a minute. But then, but then also, Innocent Zero shows some hidden lines as well, and we never saw yes. his original lines, and we're only seeing two yes lines that are showing up right now. Yeah, I literally wanted to comment on that because yeah. if you go through this whole chapter, right? You you see a lot of his face, a lot of Innocent Zero's face, but you you don't see his whole face. And there's one place on his face that you I think you never see, and that is between his left eye and his left ear. Right? Uh, you see you see his almost his whole right side of his face uh, on on say page thirteen, yeah, um, and page fourteen when he's looking yeah. through his fingers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see a lot of you see a lot of his right side yes, of his face, sir. but you never see that between the eye and the and the ear on the left oh side. no so wait that means that Wahlberg showed his hand and he's got three lines 
Mm-hmm. Innocent Zero shows two lines, and he's going to mm-hmm. fight with two lines against Wahlberg and probably be on the back foot until he reveals the left side of his face and it's four lines. And then he kills oh, sure. Wahlberg. Well, I mean, if what Nick <laughs> is talking about is true, then he would just have the one permanent, like the one that he was always Yeah, that's showing his permanent here, one line. And then oh, sure. The other two sure, yeah. sure. But but if it's a three, if it's a three line versus three line, mm-hmm. then obviously that, you know, we, we have a little bit less certainty there as far as who's going to win because it's three lines versus three lines. Obviously, right. we're following the, you know, Harry Potter, um, you know, Naruto, Orochimaru versus um, Hiruzen. If we're following mm-hmm. like that kind of formula, then we think, you know, Wahlberg has to lose here. And if Wahlberg loses here in front of everyone, then that's oh, a whole damn. spectacle. You know, obviously, yeah. Innocent Zero has more state, you know, has more stock as a villain because he killed, mm. you know, the Sarutobi of the story. You know what I mean? Sure. So it creates that that situation. But like, if he really does just have three lines and it's these two on the left and then the one that's been hidden the whole time that's actually visible, a part of him, if you just see under the hood, then mm. it's 3v3 and then it's high diff, whatever diff. And then, you know, the dude wins. But as, as far as drama goes, yeah. As far as drama goes, you show fucking Wahlberg with the three lines. You show fucking Innocent Zero with the two. He flexes on Wahlberg with two lines while Wahlberg has three. Then Wahlberg mm-hmm. goes into his ultimate and shifts the tide back on Innocent Zero. And then the dramatic reveal of the fourth line mm-hmm. as he kills Wahlberg, I feel like dramatically is a much more lit situation. But obviously this is just sure. entirely speculation. Right. But I think that a 3v3 clash and then Wahlberg losing still is fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you have to establish, you know, out with the old, in with the new kind of like situation. Right. But right. like just initially my thoughts on this chapter was the situation that I just described, you know, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that would be so lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be Whoops, crazy. I have four lines. But then you think about like what that means for the story if motherfuckers are constantly going to be one-upping lines yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, it creates yeah. that situation so maybe you don't want on that. this on this top panel of page 17 yeah. mm-hmm. it almost looks like Wahlberg has like nine lines yeah like, i thought yeah. he was about yeah. to go crazy i was like oh shit <laughs> And then yeah. it was just the three, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that makes a little more sense. I thought it was he was like blood really squirting out or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. some because that shit was wild. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then we get uh, Innocent Zero saying it's been decades since we last crossed ones, which means he's also very old. Right. Yes, right. But he's trying to be that perfect human who's like you know ageless and strong yeah. yes. and super powerful. So like he must have had found some way to extract either through that drinking yeah. of essence or, right. or some other method magic right. um, maybe magic um, now, to make a, himself younger here's another thing is the motivations that we get from innocent zero after all of this mm-hmm. time feel very shallow to me you know what i mean considering yeah, yeah. like now, now look at literally every other conflict that we've had once we get down to like brass taxes and we find out who this character is there's like a lot of really deep and nuanced storytelling related to them. Look at Carpaccio. Look at like mm-hmm. literally everybody. They get this amazingly profound explanation of their motivations and why they are the way that they are. And then mm-hmm. Innocent Zero, this character that's built up for so long, finally tells us what he wants. And it's like, I just want to be the perfect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, really? Like, I'm not buying it. I think that there's a lot more to this character. And I know that Komoto can write antagonistic motivations better than this. You know what I mean? So I'm sure. like excited to see like what the future of Innocent Zero is. But this initial conversation, like at, at, on my first read through, I was like, really? That's it, fam? That's all, that's your whole thing? You know what I mean? But now I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Komoto got something else 
cooking for Innocent Zero. I know it. Could be. I'm positive. Yeah. Definitely could be. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the last thing really is just mm-hmm. it's super, super fucking hype. We see the end. Obviously, uh, Wahlberg has Uranus, God of Sky, yeah. you know, contract. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And Innocent Zero has his Kronos got. Look at their staves, so. though. Look at the design yeah. of their staves. Yeah. Staves. Yes, fire. Look Is at... that the plural of staff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? Staves. staves. I mean, I think, you got, I think I think actually. Let's I, call them wands. You want to know what? You want to call them wands? But the, the they transform. I mean, at least for Innocent Zero, it turns into more of a staff length. Wall. I would almost call it a scepter. Yeah, scepter, sure. stave, staff. I don't know that like the direct like di- di- like difference. Like if you were going mm-hmm. to look up like the delineations for, I, know, I just I've never things. heard the word stave used. So I just it's it took me aback. I was like, stave, stave. I don't think about? is a plural. I think stave is like actually just a term. Mm, Weird. Well, anyway, yeah. keep going with what. Anyway, you're a, a vertical a vertical wooden post or plank in a building or other structure. So another term. Oh, it's for, another term. It's for another staff. term for staff, right? Okay. And I've just I just said the word stave because I've seen that in like fiction before. And like that's sure. just a, you know whatever but but yeah so like in the design of their wand stave staff scepters okay i think that there is um storytelling here to some degree sure, yeah. and, and in, a, in a way that we just aren't seeing i think that mm-hmm. the design of these wands play into the god that they're channeling or some yeah. other kind of lore oh, yeah. to some degree. I that mean, the head of the head of the Chrono staff is a is a big is literally clock, a clock. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But the, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's obvious for Chronos. It's not as obvious for Uranus for as Uranus. far as yeah. what yeah. the design is telling us. Like, so what are I these was just nails? Saying, yeah, what is this like snowflake looking thing at the center almost? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Now, if Uranus is god of the sky, so we can include that anything in the sky is a part of that arsenal. So maybe the the the, the nucleus of this wand is the sun. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then there's the the staff itself. The is body on of fire. it looks like clouds almost. Oh, oh clouds! Yeah. yeah, there you go. And there what what go. if those arrows are like the cardinal directions? Hey, let's oh. go! It's a compass rose, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Let's maybe. go! I love that. Yes, sir. But see, like that's oh, yeah. that's that's just like the last point that I had because it's like yeah, yeah. it's like when you when you think about you know this concept of channeling, you know gods, you know what I mean. Like we've seen it before. Like the immediate you know example I can think of is Chariok inside of the God of High School. You know what I mean. But like inside of the aesthetic of those abilities, you can always see something that lends itself to the actual concept. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And inside of the the staff, stave, scepter of the Uranus God of Sky for Wahlberg, I was just wondering what um you know inspired that design wise yeah, from what that aesthetic yeah. tied to yeah, it's tight exactly symbolically yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well shit i think that about does it for this chapter I'm yes sure. sir yeah. what a convo so, so with that i think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 312 of my hero academia hired gun and this chapter Ah. <laughs> this chapter was fire i love everything about lady nagant um yeah and and we could talk about like exactly you know her like as we go through but the one point that i wanted to make is that i think it's so funny how snipe is in this like conf- this reality show confessional mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. confession room you know like that you see in like you know real world road rules where he's like mm-hmm. talking Yo, about she's way colder than i am yeah and, it, and it's crazy to me that he would you know just willingly give this you know and i understand that there's more to being a hero than just how capable your quirk is you mm-hmm. know what i mean so like but when i'm when i'm first reading this chapter i'm like bro why are you 
telling this to the world like doesn't like and maybe it's just because i've been watching the boys recently and like sure. the boys is like you oh, know, oh a raw deconstruction of like superhero storytelling and showing you that like you know the superheroes in the limelight that you've been trusting with your lives this whole time are really just in it for the money and publicity and you know and things like that so it, it made me like when i'm seeing this this scene for the first time i'm like why are you telling people this bro like don't you want to be the number one sniper hero like don't you want to be the gun guy why are you telling people there's a better gun than you that exists period like you should be i'm the best sniper blah you know what i mean like you're just being so um you know transparent about this you know what i mean well, like on live television i i will i will say that for the record like he is on a show called heroes to watch we asked 100 her heroes yeah 100 current heroes that's right he was asked that's right snipe snipe was asked who do you you know watch who do mm -hmm. you hype and yeah. he hyped her, right? right. So, like, I, I think it makes total sense why he's hyping right. her. It's the whole point of the show. But right. it's super weird to say, here's exactly how my ability works. Yes. I can do within 600 meters. I can do X, Y, yes. and Z. And it's probably not going to hit you very hard if you're right. a villain. I mean, right. take that in consideration. She does X, Y, and Z and, and this and one, two, three. And it's like, yeah. why why are you selling yeah. you know, her yeah. ability to right. the world? Like, you're literally right saying everything you do and then mm -hmm. telling the world that Lady Nagant does everything you do 100 times better. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like inside of the situation, if I am like equating it to the boys, like mm -hmm. I'm sitting here going, okay, if you are going to talk someone up because that's why you're on the show, why wouldn't you talk up someone that has a quirk similar to yours, but is worse? You know what sure, I mean? Like, why sure. wouldn't you talk up the next best sniper to you and not the mm -hmm. actual best sniper in the world who also is a fugitive or or a prisoner like a felon right. you know what i mean like why are we they probably weren't back then you oh know, oh, that oh. Point. okay sure 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 yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah that's a good point well, we started but off yeah. with this uh no go ahead yeah, no 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 yeah go, go ahead take us through the chapter i just wanted to make that point because it was just like sure. so jarring to me at first but oh sure sure but yeah go ahead eagle but uh it's just it's just cool how we start off with these these hawks panels these flashback mm -hmm. hawks panels telling deku like yo if this is who comes after you, you better just fucking run because she's nasty as fuck. And yes. right. kind of cool, moves into this like Deku surmising based on what's going on. Like, yes, it is her. And then we finally get the reveal panel. Boom. A former hero employed by the safety commission, Lady Nagant, mm -hmm. which I found to be like a really, really awesome name because obviously it's mm -hmm. it's a it's a callback to the the very iconic Russian sniper from the World War Two era, the Mosin right. Nagant. That's right. But see, another thing, though, Eagle, is that, like, he said that she's, it's not just a former hero employed by the Safety Commission, it's she's actually a former senior colleague of mine, is what he says. Yep. Maybe, yeah. it's, like, in that, like, secret, clandestine oh, CIA oh, faction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, she's, she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a, I'm about to capture you quirk. Right. She's got a, right. I'm about to fucking blow your head off. Right, exactly. Yeah. This, is a, so, this is a covert Japanese government operation, right? A black op yeah. operation, like a wet work, like a wet work team, out. right? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Similar to what Shoot. Hawks was a part of, in yeah. you know, in his upbringing. So I think that's what he's saying here is that like she was a part of that same program as me, and she was like my senpai in that, wow. in that, in that you know curriculum or whatever. And then right. now she's a felon for whatever reason, right. and she was in right. Tartarus, and now she's broken out. But this this bitch is cold. She was tight. Get away from her. Do not fuck with her. Like I have experience with Lady Nagant, and she's too much even for you with one for all. You know what I mean? So like mm. that was a really cool, you know, start to the chapter. Yeah. Right. Damn. 
then we just get uh, Deku bouncing here. He tries to grab his phone and like skirt out, and we get her wrapping a bullet around the building, and yeah. it like hits him with such force that he like is trying to stop it. It's like forcing him back. Yes. Like yes. this quirk of hers, I really like a lot, man. And these mm-hmm. this double page spread panel of where he's getting like whipped around the corner, yeah. 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 And then he even makes the comment like a howitzer shot is nothing compared There's to nothing. Baku goes ultimate does not compare to this right yeah that's right. gross that's fucking mm-hmm. gross and another thing that i wanted to um to comment on that eagle just made me think of is that um hold on i think it was in the uh nope i lost it keep going you guys sorry <laughs> <laughs> i had i had something cool to say i'll try to remember it but but sure, well, yeah, I mean, just keep going. from that point in the chapter we just we go into that interview you had mentioned earlier with uh with what's his name snipe right and he talks about all that and i i wanted to uh talk a little bit about that um that interview a little bit more right because right. after the interview say on page 10 right um it's... deku has now intercepted one of the bullets or whatever and he's mm-hmm. kind of falling and deku thinks even snipe sensei is yeah. jealous of her accuracy to that right because he literally saw that on he tv literally you know saw he the would. interview you, you know, know he would deku literally he would eat that, that program yes, up absolutely. he would be yep. watching that that marathon all day to try to see right. what 100 he- heroes think of exactly. you know up and coming heroes you know what i mean like of course he watched that i think that's tight as hell that is very tight i remember what i was going to say inside of the snipe confession in talking about how lady nagant's quirk works this is actually mm. something that nick commented on last chapter about mm. her hair fibers mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. whatever i think you were the one that said yeah no like i look I, yeah yeah i took a little bit i took a little bit you know longer to look at the panel and it looks like the bullet is made of her hair you know yeah. what i mean i think is what you said last week mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i wanted to i wanted to give you your chips for that because that oh. was a fucking incredible <laughs> spot dude because i yeah. don't know who else maybe an anarchy you know or something sure. or maybe like a vocal pineapple called something mm-hmm. like that out mm-hmm. but like apart from that i i was so surprised that that ended up being like confirmed in this chapter because yeah when you when you brought that up in our last review i was like oh my god i didn't even i didn't even come close to that line sure. of, of, sure. of thinking you know after mm-hmm. reading the chapter so like that's so impressive to me i just had to the uh yeah the thing i did not pick up last chapter yeah um, I, I just didn't like fully um understand the panel right but when when you see her like using her rifle yeah. it's coming out of her elbow i i did not get that right like she literally takes her arm and and pulls her forearm back to to make a, a corner with her elbow and the gun comes out of her elbow so it's hard to see in the beginning it's really easy to see last oh. chapter but for example go to uh page nine yeah. page nine in that in that video uh and, and it's literally coming out of her elbow her her hand is back by her neck you know oh I mean? yeah it's like this yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like she's oh, playing with her elbow shit. and the gun you comes out of her like elbow this yeah 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 but it's yeah, like yeah. Th- oh no yep. i didn't even notice that good shit yeah, yeah, yeah just super tight or for example when when she's talking to um overhaul on page yeah. 12 yeah 12 you kind of see like the energy yes around her arm as she's like dispelling the ability or whatever right. she like clicks it clicks it back into place and the gun kind of yep. disappears or whatever yep. i think it's just really tight that like, is it's, great it's cool. a great way to show the ability Abs- mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. fire oh yeah and on page 11 you actually 11. see it like shooting back into her arm yeah and you could see the folds like you could see yes. yes you know like now that you've mentioned that 
every single time she's using this gun, you can see where the arm folds to, yep. to yep. create the elbow muzzle. You know right. what I mean? But and last chapter, when 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 you first see it for the first time, yeah. I kind of assumed that the top of her her forearm yeah, was like part of the gun, right? Like the gun, part, yeah, yeah, part of like maybe the hilt or whatever. Mm -hmm. What's what's it called the, the, the butt yeah. stock, the stock, the, butt. the stock, yeah, and the yeah, button. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Very good. That Very is an cool. incredible spot, Nick. I wonder, let mm -hmm. us know in the comments section if you noticed that before or if you learned that from this conversation. Those are things right. that, that, that I want to see. Mm -hmm. But wow, dude. <laughs> she can curve the okay so this is the tightest part is that it works like epoxy so you can you can yeah. form it in whatever way you want and now the when snipe says in the confessional when she twists those two-tone hairs together like epoxy putty they harden up as strong as any ammo out there so we know that it has the durability of a bullet and then some but also mm -hmm. it says everything from curving rounds to hollow points i reckon and mm -hmm. we see that in application when these bullets curve around, you know, yep. certain yep. points in space. You know what I mean? Yep. So so that's confirmed. But like the fact that you like you can form your bullet in your hand in a way that's going to give a you know desired trajectory based on how you formed it is not just okay, you have a broken quirk. It's you have an understanding of physics the way Momo does, the way Yao Yorzu yeah. does. You know what I mean? Yeah. You understand nature. To the point where you're like, okay, if I twist it in this way, I can mm -hmm. create a curvature in its trajectory. How much trial and error in her quirk training, you know, was dedicated to how I can, you know, create different bullets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if that's an area of her specific quirk training, then this is a really serious problem. Because it's like, if this was cultivated <laughs> in a, a program of some kind, the way that we see class 1A... 1B mm -hmm. and whatnot, like train their quirks, you know what I mean? Right. Then it's right. like, dude, the proficiency levels of this bullet, you know, forming, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, is gonna be so dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like you've had your whole life to find out how to do this. This isn't mm -hmm. just like you can shoot any kind of bullet out of your fucking arm. It's no right. you meticulously you know, and tediously worked at this with trial and error. That's right. a big deal. To the point where um, you're so good at it, you can literally pull hair off your head yeah. and go, zoop, zoop, zoop. In, the, in a moment. In a moment, <laughs> slot it into your gun and you, boom, have a, a shot that's going to hit them from three kilometers with away. With whatever you, effect like, you've wow. twisted into your bullet. You know what wow. I mean? Like, that's yeah. gross. Super gross. <laughs> and and, 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 and it, 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 um... It makes, you know, after everything we learn about her in the moment and through these flashbacks with Snipe and in her confrontation with Deku, it mm -hmm. reinforces that point that Hawks had in the beginning because he's like, look, man, you got one for all. You've got right. the advantage, period. Mm -hmm. Multiple quirks is the advantage. Mm -hmm. right. Regardless of what your quirk is and how tight it is and how much you've honed it, this motherfucker has six of them. You're going to be good. But if you mm -hmm. run into Lady Nagant, right. <laughs> one quirk fucks your whole situation up when you have like the drastic advantage of six versus one. Mm -hmm. But this one quirk is your hard counter in this situation. Like that's such an incredible buildup for an antagonistic force. It's not even funny. And then to oh, actually yeah. like get that reinforced by another pro hero saying, oh yeah, this bitch is cold. You know what I mean? It's like the tension spiked so ridiculously as the, the confrontation continued. Because right. mm -hmm. as the confrontation continues, you see 
everything in application in real time that they were warning us about in Hawks's dialogue and Snipes' dialogue in both flashbacks. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, this is what we warned you for, and now you're directly experiencing it, and Deku's like, this is different, you know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, just the perfect buildup for Lady yeah. Nalant, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, Dan, yeah, she's talking is... to uh, one for, or all for one, right? Like. Right. And mm -hmm. he's he's giving her a mission. Like mm -hmm. I, I I love this conversation between between these two for sure. Mm -hmm. What were you gonna say though, Eagle? I was just saying it's crazy that um, the second bullet he seems to like. He's catching the first bullet like this, and as he's flying back, he like blocks the second one like that, and it breaks his arm armor. I just thought that was a cool. Where are you seeing that? What page? That's on uh, page ten. Oh, 10. You can see him floating upside oh, down. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah. In that spot. And then yeah. she says, blocking two of my shots. We never see her shoot the second shot, I don't think. Oh, no, right. we do. The first shot was... Um, the first shot well, was the one around. that I thought that he dodged. No, because, because at the beginning of the chapter, it shows that she shot his phone. And that was from the last chapter. Then the second yep. time, you know, she's like, you moved. So now I'm going to shoot you again boom and then shoots the next shot on the page and then deku dodges it and you see his stream of full of full cowling dodge the shot or take it i don't think we actually see him take this specific shot but she shoots again after the dedicated lady nagant panel on page three so she has her arm up you moved and then the next panel is another bullet coming out of the muzzle and right. then you see deku dodging to jump onto the buildings and maybe he took that shot or he dodged it where we can assume he blocked it you know what i mean because her aim is so true and she literally says you took two of my shots but she's only shot three up until this point and that's the one that I disabled the, the phone the one at the beginning of page uh four and then the one that curved around that he compared to the howitzer no 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 because after on, on six seven after he blocks the curve oh, shot shit. she shoots yeah she, she shoots, shoots on the again. bottom yeah yeah so I think I think Eagle's right that he yeah, yeah, yeah. does block that one on, yeah, on the right. top of ten. That's right. That's right. You're completely right, Eagle. Good shit. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's super wild. <laughs> oh, but yeah, this conversation with all for one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool. To like one, um, giving her a mission, and she's like, "Why?" And then he says, "Like, I." It's so interesting where he says, "Um, you killed a hero. You, yeah. you." must and he's he doesn't say must he just says like he knows it to be true so he just says it right you seek the downfall of hero society and yeah. then here's like a guy who's in your way here's a boy who's standing in your way and i love when she says like another one clinging to those phony hopes huh yeah like, damn i need her backstory so yes, bad absolutely but here's another difference between the gaunt and the rest of the people that have been broken out everyone that's been broken out by all might at least so far that we've gotten actual words about how they feel about the situation has mm -hmm. looked at all for one as like their savior I will sure. follow you to the ends of the earth just because you got me out of this situation but Nagant mm -hmm. is like okay I'm free so I'm gonna go bounce thanks bro <laughs> and then all for mm -hmm. one's like no I have another mission for you and she's like really I have to do more than just break out and be me you know what mm -hmm. I mean and she's she's less you know 
looking at his him as like a messiah or like right. a, something to right. be worshipped whereas everyone else is like the boss the boss look at look at kisaki i gotta get back to the boss the boss gonna have something for me you know what i'm saying yeah. look at look at look at fucking jailbreaker you know muscular yeah. like i'm out i'm ready to whatever my motivations were don't matter i'm out and free and i can just whatever but now lady nagant is like okay i'm out and maybe i have a little bit more agency as like an individual character to like you know um see my own goals like come to fruition and now this right. motherfucker is stopping me from that because he wants mm -hmm. me to do homework for him and it's like i don't look at this guy the same way kisaki and you know everyone else that's been freed looks at him i just want to get back to what the fuck i was doing before i was locked up and now this dude's mm -hmm. got shit for me to do like i'm mad about like i don't like all for one <laughs> everyone else is like all for one is everything he got me yeah like you know what i mean but she does not look at him like a god and like that's mm -hmm. really fucking that's a really cool angle for me and then doubling down on that with this line of rebellious dialogue as he's coming to her with the blessing of i broke you out of here you're my you know henchman you got to go do this thing for me because i did this for you anyone else would have been like you got it pops you got me out of here what do you need me to do i'm about to go do it you know what i mean where she's like she needs to enter actual contractual obligation to help mm -hmm. all for one and i think that that is just a really cool you know angle to give lady nagant here you know what i mean where yeah. everyone else is just like hardcore all for one stand she's mm -hmm. like all right i'll do what you say i guess because you have something for me you know what i mean right like that's right it's pretty cool depth for her mm -hmm. as, yeah. a, as a brand new character you know what i mean yeah born from definitely. this situation yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, it, it would definitely be like a super um forward mm -hmm. of someone to to say like I'm I'm not gonna follow what you're saying all for one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe maybe give give me a quirk or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. no no one would say that, but of course right. she st stood up to him enough that he actually gave her exactly quirk as payment, Which, you know, yes. prepayment, you know what I mean? It's like so I, me breaking you out isn't enough for you to follow me blindly. Yeah, so he recognizes me, that. Yeah, and he recognizes that. And it's cool how 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 all for one in this chapter I feel like, you know, just strengthening that master manipulator mastermind aspect of all for one's character he's like deku's going to do this when he wakes up when he yeah. wakes up he's going to do this 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 and this and i need you here for that moment and it's like okay wait a minute you know like way too much bro like this is like mm -hmm. wait this is kind of like scary levels of deduction you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. and even on top of all that he's like lady nagant is the one that i want and I'm about to give my regular all for one speech and see if she's going. She's not going. All right. Well, I have the contingency plan. Here's a quirk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, damn, this motherfucker is out here. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. all for one is not just the bad guy of the era before who doesn't know that his time is up. Like, sure, we want Shigaraki in this limelight right now. And Kohei's built him up beautifully to be the main villain of the series. But with all of that buildup behind him, we still see Big Daddy All for One making moves like this and being this much of a presence in the story. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. you're not just out with the old, in with the new, you know, like, you know, like, like plot device for that. You are still a drastic villainous presence in this story, mm -hmm. not just the, the the torch passer, you know, to, to Shigaraki. And that's fucking awesome, right. I think. And mm -hmm. I, I bet you Kiko's extra lit after this this chapter you know for, for those sure. reasons he's got, sure. uh, he's got the medical equipment floating behind him probably, yeah probably got it just plugged into his back with the electricity quirk going you know what I'm saying? Yeah. keeping it running how else is it running right yeah. yep hell yeah but yeah i was i guess i was always under the impression that um 
when he would give a quirk to a person, especially if they already had a quirk, mm-hmm. that would make them into a Nomu, right? Oh. Or is that just, wow, the, that's that's, just the input? That's yeah. just the imposition of like multiple because all right. the, all the Nomus have like multiple quirks, right? Typically, yeah. yeah. So, right. So I mean, like if I thought if, it was interesting that he could yeah. just give somebody a quirk like this because yeah. I don't think we've seen an example of it. Right. Yeah, actually. Now, now, correct us in the comments if that if mm-hmm. if we're wrong. But now that you mentioned it, Eagle, I think that this is um we know that he takes them and uses them for himself. And we know yeah. that Shigaraki has been loaded with them through scientific right. we know experimentation. That he makes a normal with them, and by we know like that yeah, them full of quirks and shit. Right, and like, like yeah, but that's all you know has to has a lab. You got to have syringes. You got to have beakers. You got to have all this kind of stuff to kind of create that. But he's just nonchalantly blessing people with quirks. I don't think yeah, we've seen that yet, especially with this 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 lady in a gun situation. Because like even the doctor, Shigumo mm-hmm. or whatever his name was, like yeah, he didn't even give him a quirk. He just took his shit. Yeah. for longevity you know what right. i'm saying like that right. was one of his most trusted associates and like that's right he didn't even give him a quirk yeah so right it's like it's just interesting i i think this this might be the first time we've seen an example of him just like saying bow here yeah right. i want to say i want to say that it is and we and you know we've we played with the idea at least i have brought it up in our reviews that all for one is very much like an apocalypse like you know like character in regard yeah. to coming to people at their lowest points and promising them you know whatever he promises them at the exchange for cooperation you know what i mean but like inside of apocalypse's character it made a little bit more sense because we know at least people who read western comic books and specifically x-men know the history of 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 apocalypse we know that he was the first mutant quote unquote or at least one of the first mutants and his power was just immortality you could kill him physically but old age and disease wasn't going to kill him and he Mm -hmm. he lived for so long because of that until he got to a point where he you know, a, a certain story arc plot had him, you know, come in contact with celestial technology that gave him, you know, the powers of, you know, density manipulation and mass manipulation. He can make himself 9,000 feet tall. He can make himself as hard as a rock. He can make himself in, intangible. He can, and but another thing that he was able to do after experiencing celestial technology is grant people superpowers. He can give himself any superpower that he wanted, but he could also give superpowers to people. So that's how he kind of um created his like faction of of Mm -hmm. of henchmen which he called the four horsemen of the apocalypse because he would go to them you know and he would go to people who could fill you know fulfill certain areas of his will in whatever way and give them superpowers in exchange for their um you know loyalty you know or Mm -hmm. whatever so i know that that's what all for one like is trying to represent but i don't think until right now even though we know that he can take powers give himself powers exchange powers whatever i still cannot remember a time where he just nonchalantly said here's your power you know just right. with a wave of a hand to someone mm-hmm. else you know what i mean yeah. and you know that's fucking cool as shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean and if we have seen that before like i said let us know in the comment section but if this is raw yeah. confirmation that this is a thing right now in this chapter then that completes the apocalypse parallel and i'm yeah. super happy about that Be- besides his brother obviously besides besides uh, oh sure 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 one for all yeah, remember, yeah, right yeah. so yeah yeah um yeah. I, I think you're right and i wonder if it's like is is the nomu um, a, a a bunch of bodies put together in the sense that like it's easier to give it multiple quirks because it's multiple bodies, multiple people, you know, mashed together like a zombie or something or right, like a Frankenstein, right? right? I don't, is, I don't is think that so because if you is? remember the first nomu, yeah, they identified it as a single person, right? Okay. That just had multiple quirks. Remember, sure, right? it was sure. like yeah, some yeah, criminal. Yeah. They said, "Oh, this yeah, this yeah. guy, he's a yeah. he's a known criminal." Da, 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 yeah, da. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, the yeah US I, wonder, I wonder how this plays in. Well, yeah. as far the, as the Nomu question is a great question. Yeah, as yeah. far as the Nomu question, Eagle, I think that like this is something that is cool because it's like we have a um, raw, like on paper explanation of what a Nomu is, you know, and like this plays into that. You know what I mean? Like as far as you had one quirk, you've now been given another one. Multiple quirks equals Nomu in regard to like the genetic, you know, uh, manipulation of quirks and people inside of dot garaki's lab that's mm -hmm. what makes a nomu but i think in this mm -hmm. situation outside of the lab giving someone multiple quirks i mean dot garaki would probably call lady nagant a nomu but obviously we see the differences between lady nagant and an actual nomu so i don't think that sure. like you could call her a tried and true nomu just right. because she now has multiple quirks i think it there is a, an, a a level of removing the original consciousness replacing it with you know a more yes, robotic yes. you know yes. like um you know take commands and and do them kind mm -hmm. of um consciousness and then mm -hmm. also that being has multiple quirks and that makes the nomu right yeah. right oh very interesting but yeah really cool fucking so, question uh what do we think is her play here? Because she's obviously using the airwalk. I mean, yeah. is she skirting out? She I think no, that, no, no. no I think herself? she's like, really trying to accomplish this goal for all for one. Mm -hmm. I mean, she does say, like, I've got a mission to carry out. Right. So, right. Right. She seems like she's in it for, you know, for well, the I think, here. Yeah. I think Deku, his plan is here's a sniper, right? Like, uh, I'm approaching this person who has a rifle for an arm or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and, and they have a range of so much. And so running is dumb. Right. They're just going to shoot me in the back, right? right. So I'm going to take the fight to them. He doesn't know that she has another quirk. Right. So her play, I think, is um, take it to him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, oh, you think I'm stuck on the top of this building? Oh, no. no I'm, I, I'm I can doing go... aerial shooting you from different Or just go straight up shit. in the air. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. go up, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and shoot you down or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I, I think her play is is take it to the offensive you know what i mean don't yeah. don't be a sniper in the traditional sense of in a sniper's nest and just stay in one spot and yeah. try to be hidden right but rather move around and use your skill as a sniper that can shoot obviously incredibly accurately in many yeah. situations on the go in an, any random location in in the air right yeah that's, going, what, that's what i think she's gonna do yeah going back to your comment on ecalgo as a parallel potentially mm -hmm. for you know, um, Lady Nagant and, mm -hmm. and how her quirk works, but also like narratively, as far as how this fight is going, is very similar to Killua versus the initial confrontation yes. with Ikalgo yes. when he was still in, you know, his his technique of um, living dead dolls. And he mm -hmm. was controlling that like goateed, you know, painter's hat. Yeah. I don't even know what his character was supposed to be, but the right. dude you originally see Ikalgo as who's shooting the sniper like oh yeah yeah like when when it was that moment and and Killua was getting hit by the bullets he like activated a very like shallow application of n so that he could track the trajectory of the bullets after he had been hit and that was a sure. really cool point in the narration that like n isn't a specialty of Killua's. like mm -hmm. create like like shooting your aura out in 360 degrees and creating a uav is not his specialty but he could do it s just far enough to track the trajectory of the bullet once he's been hit and he used the N to find the trajectory and still let himself be hit so that he could have, you know, that perfect idea of where the sniper was instead yeah. of using the N to dodge at the last moment. He was like, no, let me get hit by this so mm -hmm. I could see where the shot is coming from. I feel like it's still, I feel like that's still valid inside yeah. of the, you know, the Ecolgo parallel for that reason and mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. the, the shaping of the bullet, you know, the way that for you sure. kind of originally yeah, yeah. called no, it out, but yeah. Hell yeah, well, man. I, uh, 
I don't know if you guys have anything else, but I think that about does it for this My Hero chapter. Yeah, I'm good, Yeah, man. I think so. All right, well, with that, then, I believe we can go ahead and get right into this Peace Dillies' oh, <laughs> chapter 1013 of One <laughs> Anarchy in the BM. Big Mom. <laughs> So this this is obviously a reference to the uh, Sex Pistols song. Yeah, Anarchy, Anarchy in, the in the UK. UK. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah for sure. It. Yeah. Fucking but I love this cover. Awesome. I love this cover. Yes. Looking down the Zorro funny. shark. Look that at Zorro that grin on his face. Out. Like, how can I Bobby Flay this? <laughs> this little shark with the santoriu and the haramaki. It even has he the said, haramaki. And then he said, and I'm going to feed it to Zorro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So good. And he's got the uh, fucking, you know, he's got the, the, the perfect, you know, chef knife in his hand from mm -hmm. when he fought Wanze on the sea train. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, yeah, yep. hell yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't mind this situation with Big Mom too much. I mean, it's, no. Oh yeah, we've been talking about that. Oh, that was great. You would, you would have loved the conversations that we've had about Big Mom in the last couple of chapters about how like everyone who thinks that she is comedic relief and a plot device and all of these this slanderous material that we've been hearing from big mom we've been holding her down we've been shooting eagle mm -hmm. yeah like i mean it, it, it's been some good character moments with her like as, yeah. as evil and and sadistic as she's been shown to be in some ways like for her to be the character that stands up and says like what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, we're yeah. on a nasty ass sea full of grimy motherfuckers, but there's still a code of honor. Exactly. Right. Y'all are fucking up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's that Ooh, moment that and... shows you, like, when you think that the story is kind of like showing you that there's specific factions that have different ideologies, there are these gray characters that, like, feel like Luffy in certain moments, but feel like the Navy in other moments. And you really don't know how to feel about them. And I feel like Big Mom is a prime example of that moral blur in mm -hmm. one piece because she obviously wants to protect otama and otama is rolling with 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 nami and usopp so you're like she's an ally now and she's just a straw hat homeboy blah, blah, blah. but like it's like no there's a lot more nuance to that situation and if she feels the most like a pirate i feel like than anyone else besides like a luffy or a blackbeard you know what i mean mm -hmm. because there is no you know um intense moral alignment in any direction as far as what right. morality has kind of been you know displayed as inside of a story like one piece so right. i just love the situation for sure well and it's nice too how they kind of like almost immediately ate their words because like big mom just blasts fucking ulti with this crazy ass fucking combo attack Yo. maser cannon which we can yeah. talk about but then immediately turns right around and says like no y'all are still straw hats mm -hmm. i'm yeah. at your fucking heels yes and yeah. even to otama says like yo you're going with them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on. Because I'll still fucking murder you. Yeah. yeah. Calm the fuck down. Like, right. So, like, Big Mom is a, she's a complex character. So like, volatile, like, emotionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have no idea what she's going to do next, and you can't use the history of her character to predict what she's going to do next because her, mm -hmm. her character has always been volatile in this way. You know, right. I think especially with the dialogue to Otama about how like I hate it when people run away from me or whatever that means I have to kill them. I think that's like it's all very deep seated and rooted in her abandonment issues, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not only with her parents but with the people who she doesn't remember eating. She assumes that they all <laughs> she assumes that yeah. they all just left her and she assumes yeah. Yeah. that she's been alone her whole life and that yeah. anybody who has ever cared about her just will eventually abandon her. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like I'm sure it's all very deep seated and rooted in that. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's like great shit point. people don't like to consider about a character, you know, their actual emotions and shit. It's all just yeah. like meathead shit all the Especially time. Especially right. when you have such flamboyant, you know, character designs and personalities um in the in the in the forefront you know externally you can assume a lot about big mom even inside Mm -hmm. of like what the story has told us about her before we met her character but then as soon as you meet her character and you find out exactly everything that oda had planned for her character it becomes a lot harder for you to go like okay big mom should do this you don't know what the fuck big mom should do no one does so shut the fuck up and just watch what she does <laughs> right. and comment on what she does not what she should do in your eyes or right. in the eyes of your little big mom fandom of expectations up until this point it's like oda will tell you what the fuck her role in the story is you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. so this maser cannon Ooh. before we get this... there before we yeah, get yeah, there, yeah 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 yo. <laughs> Tornado Tempo? Tornado yeah, Tempo? That naughty. Tornado Tempo was nasty. No. Even though she sorrowed it instantly, the fact that she yeah, just had yeah. it loaded, you know what I mean? Ready to, ready. She's like, Nami was not playing no games. No, no yes. games this chapter. And I'm kind of sad, you know, that, you know, Ulti kind of like low diffed her conviction. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, it's like as hype as we was for Nami to have her moment, this is a Toby Ropo. Now, yeah. now, now, Nami has shown considerable capabilities since the time skip. We've seen her mm-hmm. do a lot more, obviously, than what she was shown in the pre-time skip, which is what the post-time skip, and especially Fishman Island, was kind of meant to do. And she's had her moments up until then, but she hasn't had a tried-and-true 1v1 with anyone since, like, Miss Doublefinger. You know yeah. what I mean? So even though the hype calls for it, and even though it's been a long time since we've seen Nami turn up, it just doesn't make sense for her to 1v1 a Toby fucking Ropo. Right, and, right. And, and and I feel like this situation did a lot for her character and a lot for her um, our idea of her strength. But her strength does not come from badass, fully in control 1v1 confrontations. She relies on you know, mirages. She relies on chaos. She relies on other factors to get mm-hmm. her through confrontations. And in the Miss Doublefinger situation, it made a lot of sense because that was the first time we were learning about the Clean Attack and there was a whole lot of new factors involved. In this situation, all of that stuff is kind of true, but at the end of the day, the gap in skill is like so drastic for what we should think Nami is capable of up until this moment. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm, three yeah. times skip one piece anymore like like the straw hats get very little character moments and they get very little strength moments outside of the big three so if you're going to build nami up as this like formidable presence in the new world you don't want to do it in such a jarring fashion where it's like the last 1v1 confrontation you had was miss Doublefinger in alabasta you've done a little bit here and there and now the next big character moment you have also doubles as a big physical moment for you and you're just going to win that because the situation mm-hmm. calls for it no this is right. more oda self-awareness if if nami would have beaten ulti here power scalers would have went fucking crazy it mm-hmm. but that's not even what i care about because fuck power scalers i don't give a shit about their opinions about this story at all but from an actual legitimate power scaling aspect of the story of one piece it would have been jarring mm-hmm. yeah. as far as what oda has laid out for us so far right so i right. love the development even though a lot of people really wanted nami to get a huge w here it's like mm-hmm. you gotta get w's from nami elsewhere than a 1v1 yep. toby robo fight like i'm sorry right yeah yeah for sure for sure but uh man ulti is out of there 
Yeah, dude. Yo. Mazer Cannon through the abdomen. Now, obviously, you know, Zoe in defense is going to keep her alive from something like that. But she is effectively out of the fight, at least for the next, you know, immediate future, which is wild. That <laughs> I don't know. She got donutted. She's a donut yeah. like yeah. ace. I mean, I don't know. That's like, right. Yeah, That's last right. time we've seen someone take a hit like this, they were done for. Like, yeah. out mm -hmm. of there. Out but they weren't a Zoe in. Nah, I mean, still got her oh, guts no, that's right blown up. You, that's right yeah, and like, it shouldn't it shouldn't it, like honestly i want to say that like if you take damage like this you should mm -hmm. die especially since we've seen people taking damage like this and dying in one piece but at the same time it's one piece this is a drastic effect from oh, an attack sure. yeah. Yeah. and we can expect that the explanation for why ulti survives something like this is because of her zone defense mm -hmm. is all i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, do you, what what kind of credence do you guys think there is to the the claims that the soul homies are making that like we all we could have never done this attack with Zeus? Like, do you think he's actually weaker than Hera? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I, so. I, I do think I do think that he's weaker than Hera, but like not like as far as like raw power goes. I think that Big Mom knows how strong these things are going to be mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. strength potential they have as she creates them, and what makes Zeus weaker is his personality not his, yeah. his not his damage potential you know like he we've seen what he can do when he's dialed up to 11 you know what i mean and it's i don't think hera has shown us anything outside of this combo attack that relies on napoleon and prometheus anything that beats the best thing we've seen from zeus you know what i mean so i don't i think it's um i don't think it's cap as far as like could we have done this you know with zeus yes but like zeus as a character is so flawed that mm -hmm. like you'll never get into like the opportune position to pull something like this off one right. especially while nami's in the picture you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i think that they're talking about his specific character flaws and not his like inherent dps or like power flaws you know what i mean yeah but but it also could be that when big mom created zeus she gave him so much soul, so much soul, energy, for so much power, and she gave more Hera to, to Hera. Yeah, it's yeah, it, exactly. it's certainly possible, sure. but I do agree with you. Most of it is the personality aspect yeah. of Zeus. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's yeah. a good point, Nick. I always thought that her homies were reflections of her own personality. That's right. Like mm -hmm. certain aspects of it were like, obviously, Zeus was. I don't know. I always considered him like her childlike inhibition and her yes, her mm -hmm. just carefree nature. Yeah, Napoleon right. is like her cold, calculating self, like mm -hmm. strategic planning, and then uh, Prometheus. What the fuck? Prometheus is like her her rage and her right. anger. Yeah. Her Love wrath. that. Right. Love that. So I'm wondering, no. like, what aspect of her personality would you guys consider Hera as? Uh, her like lustful one, lustful like temptress. Yeah. Yeah, and like her her regality, her her yeah. like like it's it's very like um I don't know uh proud and very yes. um very elegant, um, you know what i mean but self, like yeah. you know yeah self-centered very you yeah, know, yeah 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 self-centered yeah. self-centered yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 things and, like that and and eagle i, I think you are 100 percent correct you know in terms of what the homies are meant to represent especially Absolutely. considering how zeus you know how how he goes out you know what i mean mm -hmm. and we can talk about mm -hmm. that later but mm -hmm. going back to the the chapter title anarchy in the bm anarchy in the big mom yes these these homies are arguing are inner fighting and, and yeah. zeus is rebelling and this is literally 
big mom rebelling within herself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like th absolutely. these are aspects of her personality that are yes. clashing. Yeah. And another yeah. another point to kind of like play into that, like how long ago did she create Prometheus, Zeus, and Napoleon? Right. 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 They so were she... the I think okay, so Prometheus was the first, right? Right. She summoned him like mm -hmm. boom, the sun with the flower when she was young. We got mm -hmm. that panel in her flashback. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I know that Zeus was there in the panel where she says to the dude, the one king, she's like, do what I want you to do or I'm going to kill you. Yeah, you know? yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So Zeus was there for that. So so she's had these homies. These are her first homies, arguably. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? So like her power has refined itself how many times over since then oh yeah you know what i mean so so if these are just her first homies and they had this kind of capability now big mom has fought countless battles grown up ex you know however much you know what i mean and mm -hmm. just like has so much more experience generally that when she goes to create Hera this time exactly there's that much ex more experience put into the cult of the creation of this um of this homie yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's that's probably a factor as well totally agree mm -hmm. but damn when um let's see here like when zeus is he's so hurt you know what i mean yeah like, this I really, is I really, wild i was this, this was heartrending yes yeah i mean yeah huge huge nami chapter huge mm -hmm. big mom chapter i don't know but to me this is a zeus chapter oh, you know for what sure. i mean like for sure damn he's so sad and then um and then this whole rebellion thing, you know what I mean? Like where he's he feels so bad for betraying Nami and and just wants at least someone to recognize that he at least has some good in him, you know what I mean? Like that he fights for something for someone. So I, I thought page eleven was just fantastic. You know what yeah, I mean? I absolutely. was like on the edge of my seat, edge of my seat, I was like, this is so fucking tight. It's very, and then Big um, Mom just Yeah. It, it, and 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 I love the um you know what Oda does with Zeus and his dialogue and his illustration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Page um you know eleven is very. If I had to say if I had to say like if I had to explain this page in like one word, I would just say it's very One Piece. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. Zeus is talking about right now and like what we're seeing is just like Oda's, like it's like Oda as fuck the, the, the direction yeah. that zeus is taking right yeah. now where yeah. you finally get to see what's going on in that noggin after so much you know you, you guys know what i'm talking about you know yeah, what i mean like it, sure. it's it's like you build up a character for so long in one way but you don't actually deep dive into their psyche and their thought process until a moment like this and you think yeah. that you have an understanding of a character up until a certain point and then Oda's like okay now here's the character and then yes. you're like oh fuck you know what i mean and it mm -hmm. hits you you know seeing your pink doflamingo yeah, yep, we have a yep. million you know mm -hmm. examples of people we thought we knew before Oda decided to show us who they truly were you know what i mean right. and it's a very one piece you know style um showing of character in Zeus's final moments where you really see like what he really feels and thinks you know what i mean yeah yep yep 100 percent Mm -hmm. yeah, oh man that gonna... page turned though snatch yeah. it's like you don't get drastic like you know expectation subverting page turns in one piece that are this shocking all that often mm -hmm. you know yes. what i mean totally agree and mm -hmm. like this is a very stark you know page turn from what was built up the page before 
You yeah. know what I mean? And then to give us another glimmer of hope inside of Nami finally going, all right, I'm going to try to save you then. And then mm -hmm. having it be, no, not even that works. And he yep. still gets consumed by Hera as you're really trying to save him. It makes me think that Zeus is not completely gone because the last time we see him, he's getting fully consumed by Hera with the black balls going mm -hmm. in at the same time. Right. So it makes right. me think that something is forming inside of Hera that's going to mm -hmm. give Zeus a breakout, you know, like control. Maybe like what the Black Balls did was enhance his soul power to a degree that overpowers Hera at the end of the day. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's just going to take some time for him to eat them and consume them and digest them before mm -hmm. he's like, humana, 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 rah! And then, you know, <laughs> breaks out of, you know, Hera eventually yeah. is how right. I think this is going to go. Because especially since she didn't turn like dark and black and cloudy, rainy like he did when he when he eats. Yes, them. good point. So, like, mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Hmm. Ooh, I love that. I was oh, so yeah. worried that Zeus. I was like, y'all think Zeus is really out of no. here? And like, no, 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 I, I'm, no. I'm happy to hear that. Like, yeah. there's a glimmer of hope still. Absolutely. I love Zeus. I love. I him. love He's Zeus, so cool. and we know that like like Oda wouldn't build up this potential Zeus, you know, and Nami permanent team up, right. and especially if he kind of already made us think that was a thing for so long coming out of sure. whole cake island until mm -hmm. zeus was eventually reclaimed and you're like no no oda you don't you don't do no no you don't and and obviously we can't sit here and go we know what oda's going to do but like mm -hmm. nah son this is one thing that i feel so confident about in in regard to prediction of what oda will do it's like you are not going to build zeus up to this degree even though you gave him such a crazy exit Mm -hmm. this isn't the end of zeus you you did too much you know what yeah. i mean to make me think that this is the absolute end of zeus like i'm sorry right yeah. right <laughs> oh my god and then here comes kid comes down Pretty with tight. napoleon to kill Usopp and co punk block so okay yeah. so he has the arm that blocks napoleon but that's like just what he put in big mom's path but then he was always right behind her with the super punk gibson arm that's kind of like how i saw it because she's coming down on usopp and then immediately in front of her is this robotic arm mm -hmm. but then you turn the page and there's an arm behind her head that crushes her into the ground and no, kids behind the back her. Of her head hitting the ground oh okay yeah you're right you can see what you say her eyes in you're between totally his right you are totally right. Wow, those are her eyes? That's a way more drastic reaction to the damage than I even originally thought. Wait, where's well, her, her eyes? Her eyes are like small black slits, and those are her cheeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> you made me think those were her eyes in between. In between. Like okay, so like, on the 14 really... and 15 double spread, oh. Punk Gibson comes down. Now, at first, I thought... It was grabbing her from the back of the head and pushing yes. her face okay. into the ground. But no, okay. this is the the hand grabbed the front of her face yes. and crushed the back of her head into the ground. And Eagle said, you can see her eyes in between the metallic fingers. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, those are her eyes, face. <laughs> her cheekbones. He yeah, it's her cheeks. Her yeah, it's her <laughs> cheeks. No. Yeah, yeah, you see it now? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were looking at. I was like, "What are you looking at?" Right now? I was like, "Bro, if this like... is the reaction Big Mom has to getting crushed into the ground right now, where it's, her it's eyes a, are bugged perfect, the fuck perfect, out, perfect cell exploding, perfect <laughs> cell exploding." Right. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Okay, those are cheeks. Okay, I totally fully grasp <sighs> the situation now. Thank you, Eagle. 
Yeah, thank yes. you. Yes. I totally I thought I, I like could see what I thought was happening. So if you go to the bottom left of page thirteen and you see the mm -hmm. clash with Napoleon yep. and the first arm, I thought that that was like a decoy block in mm -hmm. front of Big Mom to have her go something block Napoleon while the giant pug punk Gibson hand grabbed her from the back of the head and then smashed her face into the ground while Kid was always behind her is what I right. thought on... what was happening. And I was like, this is a drastic entrance for Kid right now. Based on how her momentum was moving, that probably would have been easier. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because like she's already kind of going forward. Exactly. Like, Bow, exactly. But like fucking, it's hard, more hard body that he forced her onto her back. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is because because so now you're down. now you're taking her momentum and inertia and applying your own force to not only counteract that but also pile driver into the ground after you counteract it. So yeah. it, it definitely yeah. is more hard body that he attacked her from the front for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah and then we get this panel of her yeah this panel of her of her face on the top left of yeah uh, 15, <laughs> she says kid like that really to me like is another panel that really just conveyed all of her raid like you took out my fucking sweet commander and just bounced off my island mm -hmm. oh it's on and it's over with your fucking heels right Let's go now how confident are we in kids performance from this point moving forward where he's only really been effective in sneak attacks against big mom up until this point you know what i mean like when they when big mom is unaware of what kid is cooking in the background then he creates the box that separates zeus then he catches her in the middle of an attack and flips her around or you know whatever it's always been a sneak attack where he's been shown in advantageous positions against big mom and even sure. kaido but now he's actually standing up and squaring up with no tricks at all no sneak attacks it's me and you you know what i mean like how well do we think kid is going to actually fare here now he i don't think i think the only the only way he actually stands a chance here is if he has like six or seven like plan a through h you know what mm -hmm. i mean as far as like predicting what big mom will do and having a you know side contingency plan for that but at the same time that could be cool to watch for a little bit but at the end of the day it feels like a stopgap measure i just don't think kid has the damage mm -hmm. to actually do anything to big mom besides distract her for a little bit you know yeah. what i mean so it's like he wants to beat her really bad and we want to root for kid in this way but i just don't think he's shown us anything that should make us think that he has anything more than big mom distraction techniques. You know what I mean? So totally, totally agree. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to win for sure. I mean, yeah. I, he's not going to beat her. I mean, I don't even think he's he going to do real damage. He might succeed in his aim to distract her, as yeah. you kind of said. Yeah, he's going to trip her I, I a couple he's times. Gonna he's going to, right. you know, like some, some shit, you know what I mean? Play with her top heaviness i don't fucking know but right. like we've seen how kid tries to fight big mom like in conjunction with law you know mm -hmm. what i mean like they play with the fact that she's off balance and therefore you can knock her over but like when she's stanced up ready to take damage what the fuck are you gonna do fam like you right. don't have element of surprise on your side you know when you're stanced up directly i mean maybe you do inside of the idea that i had that he had you know a bunch of quirky sneaky you know sure, sure. um you know metal kinesis you know tactics up his sleeve to to distract her but that's it i don't mm -hmm. know i don't know how he does anything other than just 
keep her at bay for a little bit. But I think that right. I think that kid's getting stepped on. If he's mm-hmm. not entirely off screened and we do see a little bit more of this fight, I'll be surprised. But I can see Oda just <laughs> going, okay, kid looks great right now. Next time we see him, he's literally being sat on by Big Mom. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Eagle? I don't know. I mean, I'd I'd like to see a little more than that from me you too. Me too, dude. Don't get me wrong. I like. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. We could we could talk about it a little more at, at, at uh, about when we start talking about this next page. But... Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this last little double spread here. Luffy falling <laughs> from Onigashima, right? Luffy uh, got off screen. Speechless. Kaido's dialogue. Um, super tight. Yeah, it's great for the, the outcome situation. was obvious. Yeah. You gained a powerful weapon and and let it go to your head, boy. Mm-hmm. Human beings don't give up hope. No, they can't give up hope. That's the problem. It's been a long time since I've got this worked up. I've failed. I should have simply cut your head off and announced my victory to everyone. Yeah. And at this point, a lot of people said that Kaido was crying. What do mm-hmm. you guys think? Because I don't think so. No. Before no. before we talk about um whether or not Kaido is crying, which I definitely don't think he is, um, what I want to talk about is how much sense this makes as, mm-hmm. as far as um, the ending of a chapter. Now, obviously, yeah. we don't like that Luffy was off screen. We want to see that fight. We want to see what happened. I think it's great for the drama to mm-hmm. show Luffy in such an advantageous position throughout the entire course of the rooftop fight. Sure, he took a couple really big hits and he was out of commission for a little bit. But for the most part, Luffy has been showing us things that we've never seen from him and that we didn't think were possible. One thing, like he's been boxing Kaido entirely in base form. Mm-hmm. This entire rooftop fight. You know what I mean? Yep. So so the fact that Luffy, who was one shot out of his strongest form the last time they fought, and then now the next time they fought after a, a month max of training in 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 um what's the, the prison? prison? Udon. After Udon, training yeah. in Udon, and then you know, and that was just for raw physical stuff. Because he mm-hmm. was, he was, you know, he had the the Kairoseki shackles on, so he couldn't really train any like real way. But like mm-hmm. physically, stamina wise, great. That's good. Then towards the end of the Udon like storytelling, we got uh, Hyoguro, and he taught him mm-hmm. Rio, and that was cool. And then he took that for a week after before the raid to hone it. That's still not enough to say you were one shotted out of your ultimate form a month ago and now you're boxing this man in base now what a lot of made that feel really good is that he got a hockey bloom he got a new understanding of conqueror's hockey after taking so much damage and just the zenkai system inside of one piece kind of like playing a factor right but at the end of the day this power scaling is understood by oda the most and it's implemented in ways that make sense in the storytelling even if we don't have raw exposition to explain every phenomena that we see it still makes sense to oda and oda despite that exposition still tries his best to make it make sense to us on the page so seeing luffy off screen here is disheartening for a lot of people who thought they were going to see an amazing luffy w come from this situation like and just like me personally this was necessary because like sure you could have you could have shown it as luffy boxing him in base handling him kaido getting a little bit more serious maybe luffy goes into gear two now to fight him kaido gets more serious he goes into gear three gear four whatever you know progression of the fight you thought was going to happen but it makes way more sense that 
coming out of that adrenaline rush of the new understanding of conqueror's hockey that the experience of kaido will win out in that moment and go okay you had this little bloom you were feeling yourself for a little bit you learned how to coat yourself in conqueror's hockey you did some damage to me that's great the adrenaline wears off the fight comes back to reality it's 1v1 you bet on kaido Kaido smacks him off of Onigashima. We knew that this tide shift would happen. It's not just going to be Luffy beating Kaido in base and having the advantage the entire time. The tide has to shift in a drastic way, especially in a situation like this with Kaido. I think that the drama of showing it happen off screen does a lot more for the eventual come up that we know Luffy will have when he comes back to this fight. You know what I mean? And everyone talks about the off screen fights in one piece, but they never thought it would happen to Luffy of yeah, all people yeah. so i feel like this was a great idea from 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 um oda to show that shift in tone or that that tide shift in the battle and then now mm -hmm. when luffy comes back we'll see all of his gears we'll see a newfound whatever and then the fight i feel like will feel a lot better than if luffy would have just fought this entirely through and then won at the yeah. end you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah for me it's like two two big points here right yeah one um he can always turn into gear fourth and fly back up. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no reason why he can't just come back after, you know, waking up after he's, you know, falling for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's very easy for me to believe he will come back. The second point being, um, this I feel like the statement from Kaido, you know, saying like, now they're gonna keep believing that you're going to win, he's referring to um the samurai, he's referring to everyone in Wano, the right? Hats. But he's referring to us, you know what yeah. I mean? He's referring to the reader, you yes. know what I mean? Like now um we're gonna keep believing luffy's gonna win of course right. i'm gonna keep believing luffy's gonna win and right. he's gonna win you know what i mean because but you like, didn't uh, kill him if you don't right. kill him luffy's coming back to whoop your ass all you do is yes. knock him off the yes. side of the fucking platform yeah. yeah oh yeah marco's there plenty yeah. of motherfuckers are there to catch him he could wake up mid-fall and go gear yep. four like you said but yep. there's a lot of yep. reason why us many, and kaido should believe yeah. that luffy will be back you know what i mean yeah. so right. i think that that could be a potential meta commentary a lot of people don't though man yeah wow. for sure for sure i feel like sure. people don't believe in luffy for real. oh well right. too bad for them they're it's not wild. paying attention yeah. that's wild that's wild <laughs> they're like oh yeah luffy this is perfect luffy was too young anyway yeah. da, 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 da. Mm. i'm like what do you think there might be another like 10 year time scale <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Seriously, wrapping seriously. this shit up yeah. bro he's yeah. done like yeah. you could tell he's just he's going to do it in a way that you're not expecting and I right. feel like he has such a good understanding of his characters and the drama that he's going to put them in that this was like the best way to show this shift in time. Yes. In my opinion. This is you know drama. I mean? This is yeah. pure drama. Yeah. I love it. And, and like, this this whoa. this um amplifies Kaido as a threat, even that Oda yes. would go to the extent of after showing Luffy go so hard for so long on this rooftop, you off screen him. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well what did kaido show us in this hybrid form that would make us think that he could even do this right now because he went into hybrid and still got spanked around by luffy in base so like kaido's a fraud kaido sucks no he just wasn't serious and mm -hmm. luffy was feeling himself for a little bit you have so yep. many factors involved here that i feel like people don't um take into consideration like look at the um hunter hunter example that we always bring up on this show when moral talks about nen fights and when Killua. Yeah and Gone are so shook from the Pitou, um showing that killed Kite, they're like, you guys will never be able to fight them. I'm looking at you right now. I'm seeing your aura. It doesn't compare to them. And then Moral's like, here's why you're a child, and here's why we're professionals. Because I, as someone who has 
a hundred thousand you know points less of aura than my opponent can be on my a game and that opponent can be on their d game and i win just because i have a better state of mind and because mm -hmm. i had a better i plan going into this fight even though they completely outclassed me in every statistic this is what these fights come down to is skill mm -hmm. and opportunity and a lot of other factors than just mana pool versus mana pool you know what i mean so in this situation right here we've been talking about it throughout the course of this raid why the scabbards were so effective against kaido kaido's mental state is very poor because he just saw dead people attack him that are fighting with the conviction of another dead man who is his like biggest point of anxiety and depression in his life. So now mm -hmm. his mental state is just decreasing while yes. all of their wills are in unison. And this is a willpower based energy system. So yes, it makes sense that the scabbards would have the advantage in that moment. Kaido kind of snaps out of it. He's not drunk no more. He's like, okay, these motherfuckers got some damage on me, but now it's time to stop playing. And he one shots all of them as soon as he's done playing around luffy pulls up with zoro and the fucking supernovas and they have this fucking amazing conviction you have zoro who's essentially the reincarnation of ryuma and is kind of also a living representation of odin in 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 kaido's mind that's decreasing his mental state even further especially coming out of the the ashura that scarred him again you know what i mean there's so many things that are going into like kaido just not understanding what the fuck is happening to him that's affecting his mental state meanwhile luffy's like i see how the fucking king's hockey works you can coat yourself i'm feeling myself i took a couple attacks i'm like prime time luffy right now mm -hmm. while the adrenaline is going and while you are still kind of discombobulated about everything that's happened up until this point now right. we, we kind of transition away from screen a little bit we can assume kaido's like all right all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> luffy are cool zoro cut me kid and them are gone let's reassess the situation it's just me and luffy okay i'm actually going to beat this kid's ass now despite this amazing hockey bloom he just received it's still kaido one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. you bet on kaido here's why you know what i yeah. mean yeah well said well, yeah. well said yeah yeah well, I don't know. I think that uh, you guys got anything else. I'm good. I've been. Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm, yeah, I, that's I think all that I about have. wraps this uh, this discussion up, man. What? Yeah. What a great fucking discussion. Welcome back Hell once yeah. again, Eagle. That was ah, fucking incredible. Back. Fucking back. I feel like Luffy coming back after the time skip. Like, I just want to say I haven't felt like this during a review in a really long time. Hell yeah. And and I hope everybody is just as hyped that you're back as we are so mm -hmm. all right well i think that'll do it for this episode of the project manga podcast thank you all so much for watching if you did be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it and while you're down there subscribe to the channel for more content week to week <laughs> also comment on the video and let us know how what you thought about this weekend jump you know clarify clarify on questions we ask stuff like that yeah description box down below you can find like i said Ways to follow all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter, join our online communities such as Discord, watch the podcast wherever you would normally watch or listen to them. Also ways to support us like checking out our online store or our Patreon. And with that all said, <laughs> this will be another stupendous episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host, Eagle. It's Noxie. And I'm Nickums. Starabada. <laughs>